back to the Six of Cups. This is the pleasurable round table version of the Six of Swords, the flagship show in this series of four different elementally or uh, how you might say alchemically different. Uh, you got two pairs, right? You got the two and the twos there, uh, fire and water and air and earth. And if you know that fire is obviously rods and er, air excuse me, water is cups, chalices, you know, this is the show about the water, the pleasurable, the emotion. Then you got the other pairing of the swords and the stones, right? The swords are air and the discs or the pentacles or the stones are going to be the earth. And that's uh, just by way of uh, introduction to this episode, uh, the kind of informational level we'll be talking on at several points. It's kind of what we bring to the table. Uh, and this uh, that's part of the value that we offer. This is a value for value show. But uh, this, of course, the point about the sword and the stone there is that the sword and the stone is the take the S's off, silence the S, right? Self-reflexive that, and you'll see that you get the word and the tone. Or it's not so much what you said; it's right how you said it. So, um, bringing that kind of level of knowledge, if you get value from this show, uh, this is uh, the Value for Value network that we are part of. Uh, It is a Value for Value role-playing game for this particular show, how we uh, utilize the Value for Value network. Uh, If you get value from the show, of course, in general, how the system works is you go to occultfan.com in this case and hit the donate button to show your value. Uh, If you get value, show anyone. What's it worth to you? Uh, You go to the movies, you get entertainment from other shows or uh, even education from other shows. Is this adding real value to your life? Can you translate that into a numerical frequency or number that you feel justifies that you're like, yes, that's what I felt the value was. A lot of people like to send in at the stage 1111, any amount. If you want that to be $1,111, go right ahead. That is always a welcome amount. You'll be uh, listed as a real Hollywood producer level as, uh, in that case, an executive producer for sure. Uh, as the show is still youngish, I kind of went very extreme at the beginning, uh, following the no agenda model directly, but instead I've softened my approach and anyone who writes in at this point right now, uh, you will get your notes read as far as, uh, the amounts, the tiers. If you're an executive producer or associate executive producer, that's still held up at the, uh, regular common, uh, how you say it's a standard going rate for the value for value model of $200 for a minimum threshold for executive producer. If there's no other, uh, but it's $300 if there are. Anything below that, uh, between the 200 to 300, you're an associate executive. Uh, this is all out there, folks. <laughs> more and more people are knowing about how it works. And in, uh, by way of making this introduction just long enough, uh, we have the top four donators every month come on to one of the Sunday shows that we record the Six of Wands for, and it's a live value-for-value value role-playing game where the money that you use in the actual real world to show your value gets translated over into a bank account like Majora's Mask or something. Don't worry if you're not missing the reference. It's a video game thing. Uh, And I just do that. It's just how I speak. (laughs) And so then you get to have your value translated into the game and you can use the money that you spent. The amount translates over. And so if you have a need for a potion in the game because that's how it's manifest it's a role-playing game like final fantasy you can research this stuff on your own but the best way to do it is just listen to an episode see how it works we're starting to tweak the system to make it even more finely realized 
I'm starting to understand the actual mathematical principles that are between, just hear me when I say that are between these uh, different levels of the, the realm or the dimension, I guess. And so like the mathematical structure is starting to build itself out from the game itself. I hope that makes sense. So come check it out if you're interested in that. If you're interested in pleasurable roundtables about pop culture, you get that. To end the introduction, uh, because uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, just understand that the fourth show is a solo show for the Six of Discs, and that's Pentacles, that's Earth. And uh, I really want to say thank you to a close friend of mine who uh, gave me a really compl- really kind compliment the other day. And of all the shows, he said he really likes the Six of Discs. I'm like, wow, I'm going to... You know, I'm shortening the whole thing down, but frankly, it impacted me, and I want to really make that even better and better uh, because of that. So, if you get value out of this, uh, of course, you don't have to just uh, show it with money. Any artwork that you come up with that is inspired by the show, uh, feel free to share on our Six of Swords Discord. We have that. I can uh, give you a link to that on the Twitters. If you're interested in that, I you will be able to get a link from me on the Twitters, and uh, it's uh, how we do. And uh, I think that's a long enough introduction. Uh, so, again, this is a roundtable, pleasurable roundtable uh, for the Six of Swords, which I will mention is the show about art, spirituality, and healing. And those are words that are nebulous, but the way is basically how to live a good life in reality, keeping in mind the other invisible dimensions. Right? The dimensions multi. Long enough intro? <laughs> you bet. We have three great guests tonight. Returning champion, Hey Joey J., and uh, we have a brand new, uh, this is his first podcast. This is a, a no agenda friend of mine, a uh, brother in arms for the uh, thank you for the courage army. Thank you for your courage army <laughs> or other such things that may or may not exist. But uh, Brandon is an amazingly cool guy and uh, you'll get to hear a lot about uh, what he's into uh, during this evening as well as uh, just what we're all talking about as well. Um you get the same thing for uh, Joey, and of course the same thing for the other J and J, which is my better half. So um, we got three great uh, guests with us this evening. Had a lot of fun talking, and um, we recorded this on August the sixteenth. <laughs> and I uh, found in my archives of papers an old certificate that I got from August the sixteenth that just happened to match up. This was a Sunday past that we recorded this. I'm finally getting this out, so thank you for your patience. And uh, yeah, um, thank you again uh, also to Miguel for inspiring me in the podcast realm and also for having me on your Damien Eccles interview. And uh, if Damien happens to be listening to this, he is uh, definitely an excellent conversation that we are waiting to have. I think that came out as sentence. <laughs> so anywho, yeah, man. Um, thank you to Miguel, as always. Thank you to Jerry and Nishnish. Just giving the shout-outs to the inspirations of the podcasts that I love. Uh, if you're not into uh, what you're hearing here, that's cool, man. I got plenty going on. You just go and listen to uh, Nox Mente or uh, Aeon Bite or uh, No Agenda or Mofax, too. You got to kind of like those are one and the same at this point to me. Uh, so anywho, guys, uh, thanks for listening through this introduction let's get you right into the episode as far as i can tell there's no more else to say if you get the value you know where to go uh go to paypal directly even and enter a cult fan at gmail and throw it that way uh looking for a link to the six of swords discord then please reach out to me at a cult fan at gmail or the twitters twitters and uh yeah man thank you so much for listening to this introduction uh, it's necessary information but uh definitely uh be prepared to be part of the Six of Wands one of these days and see what that does as it impacts your life as a hyper sigil. 
I think that's enough. All right, guys. Oof. Jeez, seven minutes. God grace. God bless you all. Uh, I'll say one other thing, though. Um, because now I'm going to totally just jump right into this. And uh, not... I'm not going to... I'm not going to fulfill the expectation of get, letting you go right now. I'm going to let you go after this. So this is from 232 Labels in 365 DAO. It says, Don't call me a follower of DAO. Following DAO is an intensely personal endeavor in which you spend each minute of your life with the universal pulse. You follow the fluid and infinitely shifting DAO and experience its myriad wonders. You will want nothing more than to be empty before it, a perfect mirror open to every nuance. If you put labels on who you are, there is a separation from DAO. As soon as you accept the designations of race, gender, name, or fellowship, you define yourself in contrast to DAO. That is why those who follow Dao never identify themselves with the name Dao. They do not care for labels, <clears throat> for status, or rank. We all have an equal chance to be with Dao. Reject labels. Reject identities. Reject conformity. Reject convention. Reject definitions. Reject names. That's from uh, 365 Dao today. I really dig that one, and I think it's a happy coinkydink that I just thought to read it. All right, now I'm actually going to let you guys get into the show. And as far as long as I'm uh, recording this, uh, this will be a 9 minute and 22 second introduction. 922. That's Hobbit Day. You know what? That's my birthday. Hey, welcome back to the Six of Cups. This is, well, it's one of the 60th something episodes. It'll be in the title. And this is, well, of course, if this is going to be for August, it's the eighth episode of the second series. And until we further work on that, of course, this is the pleasurable round table version of the Six of Swords, and you can donate to the show. We'll get the shop talk up. If you get value for this, it's a value for value show. Uh, we also run the value for value role playing game based on that, but Mark, talk about that a little later. Right now, we're going to get into introducing our guests after I say that you go to occultfan.com and hit the donate button or just go to PayPal. That's the way to do it. If you get value out of the show, a lot of people like doing 1111s too. That seems that number seems to be attracted to me and people like donating that as a monthly. And uh, I'll say one last thing. Um, the Discord, it's pretty hot. Go to Discord. Uh, go to, I guess uh, you would go to the Twitter for now and hit up a cult fan, and then you will ask me for a link. I'll get you over to the Discord. And uh, without further ado, we have Joey J with us this evening. Joey is a returning um, and perpetual guest, and I think we have another host with us tonight. And I'm not talking about my better half, but uh, let's go in order here. Joey, hi. How's it going, man? Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing pretty good. Hey, everyone. I don't really know what to say for an introduction besides it's Joey J. I mean, that speaks for itself. And we also have all, uh, know. <laughs> it's all they need to know. Um, and we have a uh, we have a brand new um, um, how you say a new tincture for your soul on the show. Uh, we have a no agenda listener. I uh, would say that um, we're going to cultivate a lot of really useful conversation this evening. And I want to um, say thank you ahead of time for the value that you're bringing but uh let's bring on to the show uh brandon from uh i guess we know each other basically no agenda brandon uh thank you for your courage and in the morning in the morning and thank you for your courage thanks for having me on um i'm just along for the ride and i am excited to be on my first podcast Oh shit! We just took your oh. Well, let's yeah. not focus too much on that. Let's just be cool. <laughs> let's be cool because you know, in the moment, you want to be cool about it. So let's keep going. We have someone who's actually cooler than all of us. I don't even know if I can stand up to this, but here we go. Hello, hello, lady. This is my better half. Hello there. This is JJ. I'm quaking. 
Oh my goodness. I think, I think half the listeners just passed out from majesty. All right. Well, um, so guys, we have a, a round table panel of people who are interested in just vast, uh, I'm going to say, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pe- the, the people in our round table tonight are very, uh, deep people. That's the good word. It's a, it's a, it's an overused word, but seriously, in this case, it fits. Um, I'm going to throw, uh, the idea of what we're going through right now, I want to bring to bring to the fore as we get into the show this evening. Um, it's pretty clear people like to throw around the term 1984, and they like to talk about where we're going um, with this current over draconian insanity that we're seeing that our actual population, not because of science, but because of fear, is casting aside their dignity and their um, rights. So I want to ask you guys first, let's uh, kind of pass it around and talk about uh, what people know about the idea of the film and book 1984. We're going to lead into uh, talking about The Watchmen this evening and other uh, series like that and bring things together and just have a conversation based around how not only these um, different pieces of media and art and psychic manipulations, if you will, have uh, told us about the society that we're living in, but how is it that people who are so freaking, here's the question of the evening, guys, how is it that people are so freaking intelligent continue to live in a world, but you can, they'd be like, oh yeah, man, people who live in a 1984 world, but yet they're one of the same people who is actually activated or living like one of those people who is brainwashed. So I'm going to start, uh, let's start with Joey and we'll go to Brandon and JJ this evening in a basic order, but let's uh, start talking about these. Uh, Joey, what, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, it's interesting what you had to say about them, them talking about it, but still being entrenched in the mind control aspect. And, you know, it's been a while since I read that book, but one of the main things, crushing things when I read it was that fact where, I mean, they, it's so set up that, you, I mean, you can't even escape it, the influence. Like, you know, I don't know if you want spoilers of the book, but, you know, Right at ahead. the end, yeah. <laughs> right well, ahead. at the end of at the end of the book, you know, the uh, revolution is the people doing all the mind control in the first place. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, like it's and it's so well accepted. Like, I will pass it to Brandon on this idea. Like, it's so well accepted that there's such a control mechanism. But it seems like people fail to either they it seems like in their appraisals, people often either go way overboard and like miss it by just some crazy story, or they just think that they know enough and they stop at a certain point. And this also is a fair point to mention as we go forward, like, how do we really know? But uh Brandon, what what is this bringing up for you, man? What do you think? Oh, what is it bringing up for me? It's bringing up uh, what Joey said. I haven't read the book in a long time. <laughs> but um I actually I never seen the film, but one would assume that it followed pretty closely to the book. Um, But I think as far as people being, you know, brainwashed, I used to think, I don't know, a little bit of me feels like maybe people are brainwashed, but I almost feel like everyone deep down inside kind of inherently knows what's going on, but it's easier to go along to get along than to actually, you know, step back and step up because it's uncomfortable to have to go against the status quo. I think a lot of people are on the same page, but they don't think that everybody else is on the same page that they're on. So they stay silent. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, yeah, that's uh, and if we can if we can start to break those walls down, man, I feel I feel good about what you just said because um, maybe we can actually have a real adult conversation tonight, like people actually used to have, and maybe we'll actually stand, you know, see. Yeah, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, Brandon, if you don't mind, I'm going to pass it over to JJ now and see what she thinks about that. But is that good? Go for it. Well, I think that people are inherently terrified of change and they make their own prisons for themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, you know, it's, I, I think right now, for a long time, the government and the powers that be, the cabal, whoever whoever they are, um, have really used that to their advantage to just let the masses control themselves, turn each other in, turn on each other, um, use the, the misinformation to just cause complete chaos and fear in people so that people they're afraid to do anything about it they're afraid to make change so they'd rather just kind of accept what they're given it's like in the uh, pink floyd song the, the, it's very good love the walk-on uh role as a, a walk-on part in the war for a lead role in a steel cage cold comfort for change and um yeah, that's how you get people to, uh, so you train fleas by getting them to jump up and hit glass until they no longer uh, think they can jump any higher and you just remove the ceiling and they'll just jump as high as that. It's, um, so, you know, it's psycho-cybernetics. So I want to I wanna, I wanna ask about like, you know, the idea that it's all set up. Like we're getting some, we're, we're getting into some like heavy territory right now. We got people who are actually getting like, uh, um, you know, I mean, no agenda did a good job explaining that the uh, the thing with millennial Millie right now, which is a thing that's happening right now in history. I guess uh, it's it's not exactly as it seems, but still, we have people, uh, you know, that are actually trying to do what classically, you know, people would report uh, media, which media itself is terribly problematic. But the idea is that this millennial Millie girl is getting kind of black bagged in her own right, and when you're saying that the whole thing was like controlled by people from the get-go i mean uh <laughs> well where 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 you see the entire uh thing falling apart is that most people are what am i trying to say i'm, I'm sorry i'm give me a second to collect myself because i was trying to make a point i completely got distracted why did i bring up millennium millie i was trying to bring up something all i can see is that damn page like opening on the uh, on the film yeah, I'm literally going to cut this part out of the show. I can't remember exactly what I was trying to say about um, why I brought her up. But I was trying to say something to the effect of the entire thing being planned out from the get-go, from the people behind the scenes. And now I, I really, I, I'm completely robbed of the idea that I was trying to say. So I'll simply say that like, like at a certain point you find out that he's been given an inside playbook. I'm going to remember what I was trying. I'm going to. Um, you see that he's been given the inside playbook of how things work and with double speak and everything like that. And he goes to um, you know, reveal this, right? But the information itself was given to him by the people that are running the whole show. So like I guess what I'm asking is like, how can we talk about this in terms of we can know that to such an extent that we're also woke and aware, but at what point does like this information 
that we can like I want us to look at our lie like I really want this to be useful right now what I'm saying <laughs> instead of just a mire and what I'm saying is that let's actually look at our lives and the way that we spend our time and our days and the in what do we do so we listen to radio or we do this or that or the other thing like literally break down your day and see which components of that you can actually start to reorientate because what do you have to lose? So to get to the point about this actually being controlled, let's throw it to Joey. Joey, what does it look like to actually look past, like, is there a way to fix uh, a world that we're living in or do we just have to focus on the individual? And like, how can we, what does it look like to live free right now going forward with where we're at? with knowing that like the entire thing could be, you know, snakes and ladders all the way up, I guess is the only question I can think of right now since all my logic has departed for the time being. I have no idea what to say else. Uh, yeah, I think uh, focusing on the individual and just your own vicinity, what can you do? What are the little things you can do to make your world better? And, you know, it should spiral out from there. You know, it's kind of hard to go when you when you go just back from the hole, you kind of get lost in the mire. <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess like the question is like, you know, Winston wants to change things, but can things even be changed? And like, what's the conversation actually look like? And I think that like. I really feel like something's trying to mess with it. I'm not going to lie right now. This is a very interesting phenomenon. But, uh, hey, it could be just a shitty, shitty memory, but I doubt it. Uh, Brandon, a lot of the stuff that we've been listening to on MoFax talks about having a father in the house, and that's being like a linchpin. If I, if I can't fucking figure out my philosophical side of what I was trying to say, I'm going to cut to some cut through the bullshit and just like get to some practical examples. Fuck, fuck this. Let's make this better. Let's do this right. Brandon, one of the things that we have been uh, hearing on MoFax, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. I'm, uh, I turned Joey on to it, and uh, we got, uh, I'm up to... Um, I say level six. I'm up to episode six. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like that. And uh, yeah, I know we got to tell this. Um, yeah, I sent him some bras, Ben, but let me focus. So basically, uh, I also listened to, for some reason, like randomly, like, I don't know, 16 or 18 or 17 or something, but like, you know, obviously 43, 44, 45, and I saw 46. So my point is, is that the father in the home. Let's not get all metaphysical. So let me just flip it. If I, if my brain's getting like Joey's like, dude, head to some practical. I hear you, brother. Thank you. My, Brandon, Mo talks a lot about how um, one of the big tricks that's played, especially since like we can just focus on literally like using examples accurately. He talks about in the black community, just using the language, you know what I'm saying, that the father being taken out of the household was a major attack against the community, quote unquote. Now, this is being true for everyone, right? Like across the society, just as a male figure. What, what can we say? Let's talk about the father and the importance of the father figure in the home right now. As maybe, and we can start to spin this into a magical act of like helping through that animal. What am I trying to say? Alley or analogy. Let's go with that ways. Those annals. There we go. Well, I think um, with the father in the neighborhood, it's like, uh, well, first of all, I kind of feel like at least within like the recent history past couple hundred years or whatever with slavery um that black people have essentially been the beta test 
for what they're going to roll out on everyone. So it's one of those things where I I feel like calling back to what um, Joey was talking about before about focusing on, you know, the individual and then not getting caught and bombarded with all the signals that are, you know, shot towards you from every other, you know, outside forces. What I'm trying to say basically is I think that it's very important that people slow down and not get overwhelmed by everything. Because if you, there's a reason why you have a mother and a father. It takes two people to create a child. Therefore, you have to have two people to raise a child. And that's where you get the, oh, I don't need a man, yada, yada, yada. It's like, it's done on purpose. Like, men and women have roles and it's I don't think it's wrong for you to assume your quote unquote role. It doesn't mean you're less, it doesn't mean you're more. It just means you were designed specifically to carry out a role. Like obviously yeah. you know what I mean like there are inherent differences between men and women. And I think the whole they're trying to make it so there is no difference, but we know that's false. It's it's just I don't know I think that's true. It's one of those things where common sense is no longer common. No, uh, that's that's true. Out of the house, it's one of those things where it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see what that's going to do. So yeah. I well, know. unfortunately, though, I mean, to your point, though, I mean, people are so brainwashed today that they don't see the value of a father. But like, I think that's part and parcel of the problem. If you don't have the father in the first place you cease to see why you need it and you cease to have the figure of severity that will teach you why you need it in the first place. But let me back it up to say, it's also like, not just with the, Oh, I don't need the man. Like my, I, you know, I'm not going to throw my dad under the bus, but there are some men out there. Now that I've said that there are some men out there who wanted to live the rock and roll lifestyle and think that like, you know, they didn't need to, there was something, what I'm trying to say, all oh, that steely Dan we listened to at the barbecue. <laughs> were trained also like not just like i'm speaking like i'm just speaking from like a personal experience like men have been trained also to be like oh i don't need to settle down it's cool if i just bang every single this that the and that's a mutation of the thought as well i just thought i felt compelled to add that and and, and point the finger squarely at steely dan where the blame obviously belongs for all of society, <laughs> all of society's else well, let's unthrow the JJ here for a second. It's uh, what do you what do you think, you Brandon and Joey so far? What do you what do you have to say about this idea, JJ? I feel like we're finally getting somewhere now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that it's all part of the design to break down the human psyche and the society. It's it's they're coming at it from every angle they can possibly dismantle it from. I think that's. Uh, just one of the many tactics to put us on this path to enslaving us all exactly. and controlling us all. Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> what, Joey, what do you got to say about what Brandon said? This is a game of telephone about the um, idea that what they did, because I mean, like without, without a doubt, like anyone who really does their educational or I mean, I guess like research and, 
who knows what the fuck's real anymore. But I mean, there's been slaves of all sorts of kinds, like white slaves and such. But specifically, there's no doubt that in the story of this country, it's pretty plain to see. There's some heavy, like 98% of, all right, let's just focus here. Like, what do you think about it being a beta test, Joey? Like, for everybody. What do you think about that idea? Hey, I mean, it makes sense in just the way things are going. But, uh, yeah, I mean, how, how, how long have we had the family of the mother and the father, you know? Like, forever <laughs> and to try and disrupt that <laughs> wait joey are you mean to tell me that the way we've been doing things for thousands of years now that we have a mind control la lattice network of the internet that suddenly the only thing that changes people's perceptions and not nature yep uh father internet <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of sarcasm in there, but the payoff is worth it. He's like, yes, <laughs> you are correct, sir. No, but that's what I'm saying. So, Joey, say a little more about this. Uh, uh, I, it's not supposed to be me talking so much on this, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you, yeah, it's there for a reason. You need it. And if you don't have it, you're going to look for it somewhere else. And, you know, that somewhere else isn't going to be give you what you need, you know doesn't care about you as much as your family would and yeah like you said you need some of that uh stern saturnian saturnian energy to look up to and see that some things are hard and you have to keep going with it you know and everyone else is going to tell you you know you can take the easy way out <laughs> Oh yeah, no. That's a, by the way, that, that's a huge thing. Like, and to talk of like through how like throughout time immemorial we've talked about virtue and morality. It's super subtle, guys. There's no one way to do it. Like, just try to like think about throughout cultures and just what wisdom is. Like, you can tell like, oh, don't be like that person because you know what I mean. There's kind you know, this. It's not so much about good or evil, so much as even its consequences. But having a stern figure, you know, mother wants to rush in and heal. Father wants to, you know, separate. Or whatever. So I mean, yeah. Um, back to the idea of it being a beta test for everyone. I mean, how? I, I really want this to not just be like people talking tonight. So like, what are we? What's a what's a useful thing for us to say? Like, some people are we looking at it as some people cannot be helped and they're going to become part of like a technocracy and half the people. Oh, let's talk to the people who aren't going to be part of that or something. But like. Where does where does this kind of like path lead you, Brandon? As you, what do you have to say to this kind of as we go forward? Because we're trying to see the big scope, the little scope, and just try to bring something useful too out of it as well. I think. Well, I don't know. It's kind of rough. I mean, it's one of those things where it's unfortunate. I feel like everyone can't be saved, and at the same time, everyone doesn't want to be saved. Yeah. Um. It's one of those things where you've got to make the decision for yourself and you've got to draw the line in the sand of what you are going to put up with and what you're not going to put up with. Um, That's the wisdom part that I was just mentioning. Thank yeah. you for reminding me because there's like throughout time immemorial, 
There's just been ways to be in this world. Like there's something I'm, I'm aching so badly to say that I can't put into words. This is happening more than I'm expecting this evening. That gives me a sign that either I'm just being an idiot or we're actually doing something useful. I mean, it's probably both, but anyways, <laughs> the idea is that I think that, um, maybe we can speak a little further to how important it is to be a good person and to have a belief in something that's higher than you. But like, let's uh, throw, I don't know. I'm throwing the belief in the higher thing, but like uh, JJ. Well, I wanted to say that um, I think, well, I think Brandon is right about, there's plenty of people that don't want to be saved. Those are the people I was referring to that were terrified of change and would rather just give in and, be hauled off to the slaughterhouse but (laughs) exactly um but i think that the way for or a way for us that don't want that um is to not focus on everything falling apart and going bad and everything's awful and try to construct the world that we want to be in And it starts with us individually creating and just doing whatever we can do in our own lives to create the surroundings, the environment, the world that we want to be in in the future. And now, yeah. Oh, and now, yeah. But I think we, we need to look positively for the things that we want going forward instead of focusing on, you know, the media is designed to keep us in this state of everything's falling apart. And it's, 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 I can't, it's astounding to me every day when I see snippets of news, it's like a circus. It's like the, the most, the biggest spectacle. (laughs) And it just gets more fantastical by the day. And it's, it's, it's there to distract us and to keep us in a state of chaos and looking at everything falling apart. So, well, to bring it, to bring the idea, to bring the idea, like we had them like in the film, uh, I'm going to use a film version of 1984. People are being like, basically like, you know, told all these numbers over and again, right? Like numbers, 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 numbers over and over and over again. And then the numbers change and like the whole story changed and they just changed the, t- but it's the same thing with, well, I was like, holy shit, this is, oh, there goes the explicit button. This is the point where they, all right, this is what they're doing with the fucking Rona right now. This is the whole, it's the same thing again. And you know, it's like, you can look at any news story. Basically you could replace the 1984 kind of thing, flashing the numbers on the screen. It's like, I was like, now I'm listening to the news. I'm like, Oh my God, you hear it so differently. It's my point. And uh, like, you've got so many people who are like, quote unquote woke, but they, they wouldn't even get the same response is the idea. But um, you could hear the same thing that they're doing with the Rona so-called as the same thing that you would see with like, where are your weapons of mass destruction at? You know, but people who are so fucking, you know, they, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, what a terrible thing they lied back then. And then, you know, just, oh, can you believe this? And it really is about, it's about perception and focus. And if you can just, like, keep someone tricked, but you got to keep tricking them over again. You got to keep them eating those cheeseburgers. So this is why you have, like, a firm daddy figure coming. It's like, nope, 
No, I'm going to let that happen. One of the biggest things I wanted to say that uh, bothered me, especially in the film version, is when uh, Winston was trying to, you know, getting tortured, and he basically threw Julia under the bus. I don't know if it's the same in the book, because to be honest, I haven't actually read the entire book, and here I am talking about being born in that year. You should be proud of yourself. The idea is that um, he's like, throw her under the bus. Like, do it to Julia. Do it to her, not me. And that is like the ultimate disgusting thing. I want to hear from Joey and you, Brandon. Then we'll throw it to JJ, like, um, because I, I feel like this was like where I got most upset with the idea of the book itself was that the male character would be willing to sacrifice the female when the male is supposed to be the protector and the male is supposed to be the one that, you know, carries on despite and he's supposed to be the protector. So I was just Joey and uh, Brandon. What do you guys think of that first? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what I have to say about that. I, mean, I wish I've read read the book or seen the movie recently, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like once they have you, once they can get you to sacrifice your own, you're done. You know, you're you're out. That's right, and we're talking like that's like metaphysically deep on like several levels. But thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, Brandon, what do you think about that idea? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with Joey. It's one of those things where you say it's upsetting, and it is upsetting, but when you look at the structure of the time in the you know the movie or the book in that period of what was going on, it's absolutely no surprise, and that's part of the plan. Like, you essentially buck-break the men so they don't stand up to the authoritarian state or whatever it is, and then it's just fair game anything goes at that point because who's gonna you know the man being the symbol of not even the symbol the actual physical strength if he's not gonna stand up you know i mean then it's pretty much over so it doesn't surprise me that that's you know what ended up happening well it's like it's just really harsh in the in the the, to me i mean like i just it disgusted me and I had a problem with it. It was really visceral and it really bothered me. And uh, yeah, no, but to your point, cause like we have a sacred duty and it's not supposed to always be, it's not supposed to be easy. Otherwise it wouldn't be a duty. And um, that's kind of why we're doing this tonight. Like, I mean, there's a million people talking out, doing stuff everywhere. This really, this reality is almost too much to fathom. Really. I'm just, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's the best I can fucking do. But um, we're in a state, aren't we? We're, we really are. Jay, did you get a chance to respond yet? I'm sorry. Here you go, sweetie. And then I'll figure it out. I'm still trying to figure that thing before I started talking about that min, min, villain, min, yeah, the chick there, because uh, God bless her, the millennial chick. I was, it was really some like pyramidal shit, and like I felt like someone's blocking me. This is really weird. Anyways, JJ, here you go. Well, it really reminds me of what's going on now, where you see a lot of it's you know, men and women, they have families, they're not doing anything, they're not thinking about the Constitution and the rights that they have, they're just giving in and (laughs) not even trying, they're not trying to protect their children's future. I mean, we, that's the most disturbing part to me is to see the children coming into this world right now, the toddlers and even the babies being born, 
seeing them walk around with masks on and they, they have to stay in bubbles. They can't, you know, they can't play with each other. They can't be in a classroom without having much interaction at all with each other. You know, they've had to do the remote uh, classes and the adults, the male and female, are just allowing this to happen. These kids are not going to know what freedom is about. So, I mean, <laughs> I know you're talking about the men, but I, I think the women have a role to protect the future too and to protect their children um, as well as the men. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, there's, and of course, like when we were talking about uh, forces, yeah, there are there are forces, but like then there are forces, right? I mean, some people don't understand that there are spiritual forces at play too, and that's a huge part of this. And I want to make it clear that uh, tool, I don't know if we could or for better or whatever, releasing fear inoculum. When they talk about this, like fear inoculum, it sounds like the only thing we have to fear is fear indoctrination. Excuse me. Oh, you mean fear being indoctrinated? Like someone pulling the wool over your eyes? The only thing you have to fear is someone deceiving you? Wait, fear of vaccination? Why? Is a vaccination a uh, deception? Huh? That's not how germs work in human reality? Oh, it's a terrain theory? What? Whole thing's bullshit in the first place? What? All right. All right. Oh, so masks don't do anything. Just make you look like a clown, slave-ass motherfucker. All right, I'm done with my rant. But uh, oh, no, wait, I'm not done. Uh, you guys really got to realize that when they talk about being indoctrinated, you know, that's the doctor going to do you. They're going to doctor it up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna heal you from being free. They're save you from yourself, buddy. So anyways, all I'm saying is that when you have someone who's a physician or a healer, right? I mean, like the ultimate trick is to take a healer and turn them into a UCCC. So anyways, um, that's where I'm going with that for now. I think that makes up for me for getting my Milli Vanilli thing. I'm still going to cut that out. But anywho, uh, Joey, where, where do you feel where I'm going with this? What do you have to say to that? Go anywhere that you want to go also if you want to bring that in. But, uh, you know, just let's go from here. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, things being beta tested, but uh, I mean, I think... It's really disheartening you go out and i mean they have people on they just you know they got them you know going go to the bar you see people putting on their masks to walk four feet and then take the mask off and i mean i'm lucky to be in a little bit more away from the cities so i mean there's a lot of places where you can just not wear a mask and people won't say anything to you but then uh, yeah you just look at like my friends and stuff it's like what what are you doing you're just there's no reason for it well it's cybernetics they're well programmed i think uh i mean that's uh, it's it's the fear that does it to them so it overwhelms their circuitry and that's what the whole thing with tool was trying to say too and it says uh in the actual first song yo brandon you and I uh, set the uh, set set the stage by listening to an entire Tool album at a No Agenda meetup, didn't we? Yes, I remember. We actually listened to that album, Fear Inoculum. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, when you first started talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that album. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known it <laughs> if it wasn't for you. 
Oh, shucks. Well, uh, long story short is that the first track, anyone can look up the lyrics. If you're listening, I encourage you to pull them up. Fear inoculum. Follow the bouncing ball. It says that you don't want to breathe the light of the others. All right. I mean, we live in an electromagnetic reality that is somehow very potently impacted by our thoughts. Uh, and if they can get you to focus on things, they can get you to make things happen. Whoever they are, it doesn't matter. Because I want you to stop focusing on they and bring it to you. Like, where does your food come from? See, the reason four-feet mask-wearing slave trolls are able to do that is because they're super reliant on they just they just got to get their latte. I just, I just, oh, I just, I, you know, it's worth it. I just, I just want to, I, I only have to put it on for four feet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your four feet to your entire eternity. Uh, so anyways, yeah, let me just say that, like, I hope that we're getting, we're getting some kind of, like, um, actionable understanding of what we're putting together this evening. I like what we're doing here. Um, I think that the indoctrination part is a big thing, too. Um, uh, to be uh, to be enumerated is to uh, get your white coat. And in the lyrics for Fear Inoculum, they actually talk, so they say, uh, let me en enumerate the ways, you know. So it's like another thing, by the way, they do is add Shakespeare into this. And the reason that's relevant is when you say Shakespeare, Shakespeare's code for like classical wisdom. It basically means someone who's like super. It, one way to look at it is it's code it, when you use it like they do for like unfolding a treasure chest that there is a way you're supposed to look at this with a polymath lens that's what i hope we also take away from tonight is that there's a way to unfold all of the crazy shit that we've kind of been poking around at and obtain a worldview and um it's not so much fighting back as it is folding the origami of your reality just enough so that the people that revolve around in the days that you have in this life they're magical fucking cool people i think that's it's a it don't fight anything build your own life so um is that where we're going with the converse, conversation for now? Like, how do we combine? Because Joey, let's make it easy. What, uh, what, what, uh, what episodes of Mofax? Let's let's kind of jump around off of that for a second here to bring it even further. What, what have you listened to so far from Mofax? I listened to one, three, and then the first like hour of the one that dropped today. That's awesome. Uh, J JJ and I are doing high fives for you doing that. So you um. You heard how Nipsey Hustle was mentioned on the third episode. Is that right? Maybe refresh my memory. He's a hip hop artist. Like Brandon, do you wanna? Do you wanna? Just the, make, it's not make Charlemagne, this, is it? Charlemagne the guard? No. That's <laughs> um, uh, no. But uh, you guys know that yesterday was uh, so. Today's Madonna's birthday. Yesterday was Nipsey Hustle's birthday. He was killed, sacrificed at 33. Brandon, maybe say a little bit about him. Just you know. Okay, so yeah, Nipsey also he was a um, a artist from California, I believe Crenshaw. He was yeah. affiliated with um, like the Crip, Crips or whatever. I didn't really listen to his music. I just know what they um, what they talked about on the show essentially. But I guess he was kind of you know well respected in his community or whatever, and. Uh, he had some sort of like real estate deal going on and it was like very weird because he was shot and killed by um 
a man named Eric Holder, which I don't know if you remember, he was the, uh, you know, Obama administration freaking attorney general, which was like super weird. And the crazy thing was like the guy knew him or they're like, they were friends. Like there was something like he had just shook hands with him yeah. like a couple minutes before. And then he shot him. Like that's right. it was just a very, very weird situation. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a symbolic killing if ever there were one. I mean, you know, he was killed. He was killed at thirty three too. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yep. So that's what's up. You know, he was he was well fed, and they 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 porked him up, and they said, "All right, you know what you don't know, <laughs> hey kapow." So you know, he 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 played his role, and uh, pawns will be removed from the board. Um, it's sad. But I mean, I don't think he led a life uh, that was impoverished and destitute. I think he got well paid for his services. It seems, you know, how owning your own clothing store marathons—that what it's called marathon. Yes. Yep. That's right. So you know, I mean, dude, dude, dance with the devil, and the devil got his due. You know what I'm saying so. You know, uh, that's what it is. But uh, yeah. You know. Can is, I add uh, something real quick? Are you, you take your time to do what you well, want. Well, no, because you were saying, um, you were saying how um, he died at 33, and you know, obviously that was the uh, age that you know they say Jesus died or whatever. But it's kind of funny. I don't know if you know who Jermaine Dupree is, but Jermaine Dupree is like a in the like early 2000s, late 90s, very big. He was a produ- He's a producer from Atlanta and yeah, a hip hop yeah. artist. And he's quoted saying um, it, on Twitter, he's saying um, uh, Jermaine Dupree said that Nipsey Hussle was Jesus, which was just very weird to me. Like why he would say that. And then he dies at 33, which is the age that yeah. Jesus died at. It was just a lot of weird things going on. Yo, it's magic to protect Kanye. It's magic. It's, ma- it's magic to deflect a hit from Kanye. So yeah, Kanye can be. So Kanye can be the real Yeezus. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know. I wasn't being too serious. This is a six of cuts. We're not being too, too serious. Uh, I was, that was my fault for making it all serious. That's, why'd you got to go and do that? Um, I think that there was, oh, no, I don't even want to talk about that. There's this, you know, first of all, I didn't know the Minneapolis rap scene. Joey, you're out in Minneapolis now. There's a certain rapper from around there. I just got to say like, it's not. I didn't even know. I thought he was from Texas, but man, geez, you know, you find out this, these people, man, you thought you got away with shit back in the 2000s. Now the Me Too things come out, oh, man. Damn. That's too bad. I, I just found out a certain hip hop artist I liked from Minneapolis was, he got Me Tooed, but like, it sounds like he might've deserved it, but what do I know? You know, you never know when you see these things. And that's important. Ah, man. Uh, no, I'll tell you afterwards. I'll tell you afterwards. Uh, I got pretty into it uh, about you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago, so I'm not quite current with the, the rap scene they have now. But yeah. I'll tell you who it wasn't. That also, well, obviously it wasn't Idea, but I mean, uh, let's say it wasn't Atmosphere. It wasn't 7L Esoteric. It wasn't Dose One. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, I have no idea then. Nah, dude, he's got like a name that has like astronaut, and I just gave it away. So there it is. 
but all right. Uh, no, it's stupid, dude. He was accused of being, a, it, it's just gross. I can't listen to his music anymore. And I never understood people saying that kind of thing. Even Kate Bush changing like a certain artist singing on her uh, Ariel album from 2005 and 2018. She put it back out and like removed his voice from it. But now I kind of feel like it's my first time I've experienced that with something like, I don't want to listen to his music anymore. It was weird. I don't know. It's just a thought. Anyone can take that. Okay, I have a question for you. So, because they were just talking about this on uh, Tinfoil Hat, and they were saying, one of the, is it one of those things, can you separate the artist from the, you know, what they've done, or do you throw the, because I guess the prime example, what they, they um, pointed to was uh, Michael Jackson. And that's one of the things, like Michael Jackson, I don't know. And me too, in my opinion, can get sketchy because I'm not one of those believe all women, not to say that this stuff doesn't exist because it absolutely does, but it's like, I how do you know that people aren't getting set up? It's not like, dude. I don't know the way. So it's yeah. kind of weird. But it's like, can you, like, again, Michael Jackson has, so supposedly Michael Jackson did all this stuff. There's documentaries. Me, I don't know one way or the other. But you notice there, Michael Jackson's music is not canceled. You know what I mean? It's like it's his music is good too. Well, no, it's true. It's It's good, but one of those things where like it's almost like if you okay, perfect example. Those people who do hacking. So you can do a crime as long as you're very good at it. So if you're a hacker or whatever, if you're very good for it, you won't go to jail. The government hires you. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. I was going to say, unless you're the government already doing the crime, it's all right. So yeah, but no, I'll just say to the other guy's music, it's not that I can separate or can't separate it. It's just like, I guess his music is just not good enough to, I guess like how, how good's your music for how big of a fuck you can be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what it is to be true. You know, Hunter S. Thompson sure. was a psychotic asshole, but he was an amazing writer. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to it, you know, and I might be like nuts, but you know, I'm, I'm amazing. So like, uh, some girl actually, uh, you know, I might, I might have had that happen to me uh, hypothetically and gotten, uh, gotten to see it a little too close. And of course I'm free as fuck because liars do exist and it is actually a very awful thing to go through. Uh, to have your freedoms be impacted. I would just imagine if this ever happened to someone, it would be really, I mean, unfair is not, it's like sudden life's unfair. No, there are actually, it's the opposite of unfair in some cases where there are just psychotic losers out there who are parasites. Anyways, so you can imagine that uh, you need to sift through what's real and not because it's not just like, you know, uh, enough that, it's like women and men should be comfortable, but it's also further that, you know, it's, um, it detract. it's not to say that it detracts from real cases, but it's just like, there's gotta be a level of awful. That's almost equal to sexual violence for accusing someone of it when they didn't, it's not the same. Of course it's not, obviously they're not the same, but there's gotta be some deep, like, fuck you to people there's got to be some like in the, in a society if we were allowed to execute our own judgments and rules as adults that's a deep level of slap on the wrist i'd say <laughs> that's a deep level of what do you guys think about that for a second just we were shooting this shit oh jj's turn for a second here 
she's like, yes, it is. That's good. <laughs> well, I, I think some of it, I mean, obviously quite a bit of it is real, but I think some of it is also part of the agenda to get us conditioned to pedophilia and, um, you know, there's all kinds of things going on with gender right now. I think that it's just another part of the, you know, the the double speak or whatever that's in the media. I mean, I think a lot of it is, like I said, real, but I, I think it is part of just conditioning us to see this constantly and to get used to seeing certain things right. and shows and movies and everywhere we look so yeah i think it's just part of part of, part of the whole yeah. agenda all right uh joey what do you think it's all of that whatever oh uh, yeah i mean i definitely agree and you know the worst thing about uh false accusers is just where it disrupts the whole trustability in general to all yep. people who come out with that kind of thing but uh, yeah I, mean, I definitely agree with I mean, all the gender stuff that's happening i mean you got to get there's got to be a point where you have to stop but i don't see them stopping you know well right on uh i mean like it's like at the same time we say this is like happening now but like like how old is this too uh, Brandon, what do you what are your thoughts, brother? What do you th- what do you think about all this shit? Well, to, when JJ was talking, she kind of got my mind going. <laughs> so I think she's she's right. It's uh, definitely one of those things where it's happening. And when she was saying that, it made me think. It's uh, with you know the news and stuff like that. They essentially, and we know this, they put the spotlight on what they want you to see. So, you know, stuff like the Franklin scandal or Penn State or, you know, call boys at the White House, that's never going to be mainstream, you know, news. It's going to be, you know, the sacrificial lambs, whether they did do what these women are saying or they didn't. It's just, again, to push that narrative and the, the, the getting people ready for, I guess, open pedophilia you can see that almost like from a mile away. In my Yo, opinion. I sent that to Mo. I sent that to Mo. I sent Ross Ben talking about pedophilia in Philadelphia. Yeah, because yeah. it's getting weird, dude. It you is know, getting it so is. weird. Yo, man, because like, go, go, go ahead, sir. Excuse me. I saw a TikTok video, um, and it wasn't even – it was on Twitter, and someone showed – they put it on. And I don't even know what the context of the video was, but it doesn't really matter because it shows was, you exactly what it is. Was it, was it a My uh, Little Pony getting filled up a seat? Go okay, go ahead. Excuse me. No, no, no. This was this was it was a girl. She was probably I don't know eight or nine years old. And she's standing with a grown man, and I forget exactly what um she did. She did something to the guy first, and then the guy literally. She had like a tube top or a tank top on and he pulled like her shirt like away from her and he looked down her shirt and then he threw his hands up and then the video just ended. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, there's no 
situation ever where that's appropriate for a grown man to be pulling on a little girl's shirt and looking down her shirt. It was just dude. super weird, dude. Are we in hell? Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's another thing that, <laughs> now that you say that. It's like, yeah, we could be. Yo, dude, seriously, I, I should not have fucking said that, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, radical options, Dante. Uh, no, I mean, for real, though, because, like, that's just, like, you know, I mean, like, I'm an artist. I can get weird. But, I mean, like, still, a motherfucker doing that, how no one's slapping his face, I'm telling you, like, you see that happen in a situation, you at least have to raise a question, be like, dude, what are you doing? Exactly. Motherfucker. All right, so that's a real thing, apparently, huh? When did that? That's you know. It's, I'll, I'll try to find it, but it nah, was. Nah, dude, don't it don't don't do that to yourself. Dude, it's so, dude, it was so random. Like literally, it was like a ten-second clip. Yeah, because little- like they got that like out of the shadow shit, and they show like the fake websites, and if you enter a certain thing, then you get the different website with all the the. Yeah, this is like a topic that like I don't feel like super useful to get into because you know I mean like. If I if unless I have a full ass fucking like, y'all everyone's teamed up, ready to go. Let's hit the fucking bricks. You know it's time to you know go stop in a race and keep moving. I mean, to, unless you got that, I mean, fuck, dude. There's no use, dude. That's just an evil that's not worth. You know, like go let them be fucking losers together, but like stay the fuck. You know, do it somewhere like the Maynard James Keenan sings in the perfect circle. You know, should your drama prove sincere, Drew? You know, do it somewhere far away from here. That's basically it. I mean, I, I it's an awful, awful, awful thing. It's like, dude, like that's like almost like. I guess we're talking to like. To be fair, since it's like an overwhelming idea to like save the world, because that's fake. That's fake. But, like, yo, to the people who are, like, out there that we just talked to, like, this could be, like, you know, just getting the right people together. And that's real. We can do that. And so, like, just the people who hear this, like, man, um, self-defense is a great thing to have, uh, a great moral compass, not being someone who can be uh, compromised by, um, yeah, this is a pleasurable roundtable of fun things, right? Not being compromised, not being compromised by, you know, what people might consider, like, a moral vice like keep your vices controllable. Like you get you get all your stuff from your significant other, smoke weed and coffee. Like keep yourself like in check. Keep yourself in some parameters. But like at the same time, you know, you an infinite soul. You came here to be an expression of the divine and you exist for this world, not the world existing for you. So end of the spiel and to bring it back to Joey, thank God some say. <laughs> I'd say that like you know, there's a light side to this. So, like, the, apparently, at the same time, like, what's a what's a useful way to even have an attitude in this world, knowing that all of this is that we just said, knowing that, like, you know, there very well might be an Aussie man dais at the top of the ladder. Just like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with all of this shit right now, dude. I'm. It's like Tim Foy Hot is good, you know. You got fucking, you know, they got some cool stuff on there, and they all these other shows out there too, like No Agenda, you know. And it's just like where. The fuck are we? Go- you know, I, it's it's fun to be entertained and such, but like, really, the like, what if there's something that we haven't really, really, really been focusing on that we could, like, what is that? Let's go there, Joey. Uh, yeah, I think just having the ability to step away 
from everything, you know? I mean, a lot of people are so sucked in to uh, social media and the internet and they can't even get away from it and they can't even see wanting to get away from it. But right. just, you know, take turn your phone off or it doesn't have to be forever, you know, just for a little while. Go outside and you'll find out that things are pretty okay, mostly. You wouldn't know about the Rona if you didn't have the media. Yeah, uh, touching on a few points, uh, talking about are we living in hell and all that. But I, uh, I keep thinking about uh, Terrence McKenna and his uh, novelty point that he yes. said would ha- happen in 2012. Yes. I mean, just look at the media and you see it escalating and escalating and there's just so much. And yes. yeah, we're, we're hitting that point, you know, it's like, you know, you know, like, December twenty first, twenty twenty, man. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, dude. Like our nerves can't take any more saturation. Like we're like over, like like dude. Like the opioid crisis is on CNN, and I don't mean they're covering it. I mean they are the opioid crisis. But uh, yeah, dude. Uh, not nah, straight up. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go go ahead. No, no, you're a thousand percent right about it being the. They are the opioid crisis. And what Joey was saying too, like it's a thousand percent. Well, I guess to, I feel like two things like, yes, people are kind of like, I don't know, zombies to the, the um, technology and their phones. But I also feel like uh, this whole lockdown and pandemic thing, I feel like has helped some people realize too a lot of the crap that they think was important is not really that important and not that serious. Um, so I guess that's a good thing too. And then the other crazy thing is like, it's really unfortunate because if people just decided that they weren't going to put up with this shit, it would just be over with. Like, so you know what I mean, like there's too many people to be controlled. And I no, think that's why they, are doing what they're doing because they got to keep everyone in control. You know, they got to constantly bombard them. There's like so many stories, but like, yo, remember Jordan Peterson who's on the run right now. Cat was coming out a couple of years ago. Floating. Oh, is he on the run? What's his Well, name? I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> ish, ish, ish. But like, you know, what he was saying a few years ago too about Solzhenitsyn and right? No, I'm good luck saying that, right? It's best of for not killing me over that. The idea, pronunciation. So the idea is that if uh, he talked about in the Gulag Archipelago, if uh, people had only fought back, if they had waited, laid in wait for the Nazis and the other stormtroopers with their rolling pins and rakes and axes and hatchets and laid in wait for them and stormed on them, the stormtroopers would cease to find use in attacking them. And of course, you know, you got fuckheads like at Boston Dynamics creating robots that will, you know, try to, you know, <laughs> try to take care of that. But I don't see that actually uh, working for them, uh, you know, hint, hint. But uh, yeah, the idea is that they still got people who are clung, um, people who are, you know, empty inside and on SSRIs that will like, you know, drain them of their humanity. Like, uh, anywho. So I think that's uh, an important thing to add to that as well, because like, you know, again, um, 
we have we have people who are very uh control freakish like and they do seek to control others like especially those who don't want to be controlled so i don't know let's talk about some fun shit like what's joe your oh wait that goes to jj first hold up all right, let's throw it to JJ. I was going to ask you guys what your favorite form of self-defense is, but we'll get back to that. JJ, what do you guys say? Well, I think what you're just saying speaks to what I was saying before about um, people making their own prison for themselves and not uh, they're letting their fear completely control them. It's like being in an abusive relationship where you really can leave any time, but you just stay because you're afraid of the consequences of trying to leave. Um, but anyway, in a, in a positive light, I think what Brandon was saying before, there are positive things that are coming out of this lockdown situation where some of us are learning new things. We're gardening, we're learning to grow our own food. We're making things that we never would have thought we'd make before you know people are learning to bake they're they're learning to make belts do you know sewing all kinds of things they're getting innovative and i think you know what what we said before about getting off the phone getting off the internet you and i go for walks without our phones now i think it's important to connect with nature again and the earth. We, I grew up in, I, I was born in 1973 and I grew up in a different world where we didn't have the internet and we, we had rotary phones. We didn't have personal computers yet. And the world was a different place then to experience. You were experiencing the nature around you. You weren't just connected to some simulated reality on a, on a phone or a device. So I think in a positive light, people could try to connect to nature again and to themselves. Everyone is constantly looking outside of themselves for all the answers and all the comforts, but it's really up to us to decide that for ourselves and to create it for ourselves. I have a few uh, different passages I'm going to read, but uh, Joey and Brandon, what do you have to say to that? And also martial arts. Joey first, Brandon after Joey. Uh, what was the question about martial arts? Well, if you wanted to say what your favorite martial arts or soul defense system was, as well as any response to JJ and Brandon, the same question to you after our good friend is done speaking. And then I'll read the uh, first of these passages. Well, uh, I, mean, I think uh, I'm partial to... I took uh, Kung Fu when I was in middle school and early high school. So I guess maybe that'd have to be my favorite. But looking at practicality, like something like Krav Maga or something like that, where it's all about doing what you need right then and there to get out of it. You know, you're not dancing with them. You're just trying to get out of the situation. So, All right. Thank you again to all who have donated so far to this show and seen the value you have seen the light maybe that's what we'll do for the uh i'm learning how to podcast better and better and i really got to thank again my inspirations of uh, john c dvorak uh, pop pop and corn dog that's adam curry and uh mo from mofax mo reese good lord man these are great people also jerry and nishnish and uh 
Miguel and got to give a shout out to Vance and uh yeah gosh man um I'm really grateful for uh for your feedback and I'm looking at how the show has started to grow and is continuing to grow and uh I'm looking forward to uh hearing more feedback and if you guys are uh, interested in hearing certain guests or topics, I'm open to that as well. Keep in mind, that's just something that I want you to uh, feel free to mention uh, at any time if you have a guest, that, especially if you think that there's someone who's uh, like really up and coming. Like, And I mean, like, you know, I really want to... Um, you've noticed that I've had a lot of women's voices on, so-called, and like, I can't even say that without being like, do you understand what a churlish fuck it would be to even like lean in come on fuck that all i'm trying to say there's the there's already an explicit button on this isn't there but you could do so much better you don't have to swear but the point is is that as we go forward um thank you so much for uh you know your uh time and attention and i really do want to provide value and i really um i understand now that when you are remunerated the value has been completed in the circle that's like the psychic that's this um circuit so please do definitely donate if you're feeling that uh just that little you know just do it <laughs> plunge in do it <laughs> that's all i have to say you know just get in there <laughs> um there is some magic about doing things live there for sure is uh, so there's all different things that i could be learning to do um one thing at a time if you have professional um how you say uh advice on these kind of things and you see that there's definite talent in what i'm doing i am only seeking to be a value for value person any uh orders of magnitude of uh contracts that are like uh, unbecoming of the concept or ethos of what you might call freak power or uh value for value uh then keep the fuck up away from me you know but if you're um into free uh exchange of ideas and organic uh infinite soul based uh right that's like you know the inner self reflection based uh communication and evolution then bring it right to me you're you're welcome in my sphere so uh yeah you know it's 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 interesting doing the show i'm i'm still finding my my you know, I, to, I told you at the beginning i jumped off the uh cliff and i'm building the wings as i go and uh it's exciting it's, it's, it's i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you before we get back into the show and thank you to those who have donated also uh thank you to joey another 1111 came in uh, that was good. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, also, I uh, want to say that, uh, you know, going to read you this uh, quick thing from Tolstoy's Calendar of Wisdom. It says, life is constant movement, and therefore goodness in life is not a certain state, but the direction of movement. This direction is not in serving yourself, but God. I want you to keep in mind uh, God and Taoism. Uh, just going forward, some people seek goodness and power. Others find it in science, others in dissipation. Those people who are really close to goodness understand that real goodness, for one, is when all people have this goodness and share it among themselves. Blaise Pascal. And the rest is Tolstoy again, saying, Happiness is a thing which a person wishes only for himself. Goodness is a thing which a person wishes for himself and for others. Happiness can be achieved by struggle. Goodness, on the contrary, by being humble. Real goodness is to serve God. You should do goodness without choosing to whom. Good things, once done, will never disappear, even if you forget about them. There is only one way to be happy, and this is a sure way, to do goodness and to share this goodness with others. Ah, okay. I feel like uh, 
I feel like that was good. <laughs> There's a lot more, but um, yeah, I think I'll just stop there and get back into the show. Um, <laughs> you'll forgive me for the times when my brain starts to forget things and I just have to move on to a new thing. Sometimes that happens, uh, most of the time, and it's very satisfying when you catch the thought and it comes back. I, li- I like that. So anyways, let's get back into the show. And uh, thank you to Joey, too, for another 11-11 coming in. That was great. Thank you very much. Uh, now let's get back into the show. And all, all the stuff Jay just said, yeah, totally. I mean, people don't want to turn their phones off. They're afraid of missing out on whatever, nothing. But, yeah. Kung Fu is very Joey. It's uh, also not surprising because I, I agree with the crowd. My girl. I mean, like this, it's, it's just practical. But, uh, yeah, um, fear of missing out on what exactly? Uh, it's the fear uh, itself, that idea, even though that's kind of like a, a trick of the mind to fear, fear, to not fear, fear itself or whatever. I mean, like, again, it's the first word right there is your issue. But uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Well, well said, Joey. So it's funny because when uh, JJ was talking about, you know, when she was born, I was, as she was saying, I was like, oh, I kind of grew up in the same environment. I was born in 86 or whatever. So, you know, essentially before the advent of the internet and everything. So I specifically remember, you know, the differences pre-internet. And I remember we got our first home computer in like 96 or some crap like that. We get the AOL CDs in the mail. And yeah, it was just, it was just a very different time. Like I remember it was like, you just, you go outside and come home, you know, when the streetlights are on and that was pretty much the rule, <laughs> the rules. I was the oldest of four or whatever. So I had to watch my brothers and sisters and yeah, it was like, it was almost like life was simpler yeah. and, and better. So I don't know. It was like kind of like one of those weird things. Cause now it's just like, again, like she was saying, everybody's looking outside instead of looking inside. And it's that information overload that I think people are, can't handle. And I don't think people are actually – it's unnatural. You're not designed to – you know, you're not designed to, you know, sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day and, you know, work on a computer, even though that that's what I do. But it's not really what you're designed to do. You're supposed to be up around, moving, mobile, stuff like that. So it's, uh, yeah, as far as, like, going out for walking, like, I feel like walking is the only thing that's kept me sane throughout this whole freaking pandemic. Like, last month, I walked 181 miles because I have, I have an Apple Watch, so it tells me, you know, how far I walked or whatever. But, yeah, and then as far as um, self-defense goes, yes, it's funny because I've never um, – Right before all this happened, I had never took anything, but I'm like, oh, man, I would really want to try Muay Thai. Nice. Because, uh, to me, it's just like, I like boxing's cool or whatever. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is pretty cool. But my thing is like, you have four limbs. So not, I mean, and your legs are very strong. Compared Super to strong. So why not use everything God gave you? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just, you know, right. The way I look at it, I mean, personally, I own firearms myself too, but that's not going to save you in every situation anyway. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, a little sprinkle variety of, you know, techniques would be very good to have. And just one last thing too, self-defense, I feel like 
that's the thing to harken back to your, you know, your 1984 when Winston was throwing the woman under the bus. It's like they've gotten us so pacified to where we don't even defend ourselves, even when we know we're not in the wrong. Like it's right. almost like a police officer essentially can, you know, they talk about the Black Lives Matter and yada, 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 but this essentially can happen to anyone in any race. A police officer can basically shoot you if they're afraid or they think you're going to do something. And if you look at like the animal kingdom, when two animals get into a fight, it's a fight between both animals. One doesn't just sit there and take it, but we as, you know, sophisticated human beings, you just watch people allow themselves to get, you know, beat up on. And it's unfortunate because I feel like if people actually just stood up a little bit, they wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Cause there's no risk in, there's no, there's no skin in the game. You know what I mean? There's no risk. If I know I'm going to come in and beat up someone, they're not going to do anything. I'm of course I'm going to keep beating on them. So that was my little rant. No, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I can't, I can't argue that. I think that um, people, I don't know, maybe it seems ideal, but you know, you you know, and we can always say like what will work is if you knew that first of all, like either if you have law enforcement in this situation that, you know, you know who they are, you know, it's like you all the same, you know, everything's all on the same level and shit. But, you know, let's say it's, you know, again, you give no shit, take no shit. And that's why self-defense is important because the world, you know, it's like, you know, it's like Futurama joke. It's like, you know, the police who called, you know, 911, the number to call while you're being murdered, you know? <laughs> so, what's up? What's up? It's what's, so up? what's up? It's what's up? It's what's up? It's what's up? So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, like, I got a cool passage to read. Uh, JJ and I said to her the other day, I'm like, I'm going to have to read this on the show. <laughs> And um, geez, was it um, was it this one? Was it uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one just for fun. So it says uh, this is number two twenty five, and it's called. See, we're just gonna. It's called prejudice, and it says no mother thinks her child ugly. No one is indifferent to themselves. We are all familiar with prejudice. It comes in many forms, nationalism, chauvinism, provincialism, racism. Many of us undoubtedly cry out against these injustices. As long as there is prejudice, we declare we are never able to fairly know one another. And yet, it is exactly a type of prejudice that also keeps us from knowing ourselves. If we think about it, we ourselves are the ones we most favor. We cater to all our bodily needs. <clears throat> we, <clears throat> our sensual indulgences, our intellectual curiosities, and our lustful ambitions. When we are sick or disadvantaged, no one feels our pain more or wails more loudly. When we are satisfied, no one rejoices with greater satisfaction. When we are on the verge of death, no one clings with such vehemence. As long as we are slaves to our appetites, then we cannot have the attention for spirituality. As long as we value comfort over effort, then we shall never have the fortitude for a spiritual quest. 
As long as we adhere to intellectual ideas over experience, then we can never have a genuine perception of, and this is a capital T-A-O, we can never have a genuine perception of Tao. As long as we insist that we are separate individual entities apart from the rest of the universe, then we shall never realize oneness. No mother thinks her child ugly, because that child is her own creation. In the same way, we are inevitably partial to ourselves. We create ourselves. If we are to reach any sort of spiritual realization, we must confront and resolve this prejudice. So that's a reading from 365 Dao by Dengman Dao. And that was uh, the 225th, just to make that uh, for people who are interested in looking that up on their own copy, because you should buy this book. But yeah, uh, Joey, and then Brandon, and then JJ, uh, your reactions to this reading. Well, the one thing that stood out to me was uh, it's easy to value comfort. And that just mirrors kind of what we've been talking about. You know, it's it's easy to do nothing and it's easy to just go with the flow of people around you. But it's when you take a step out of that is when real greatness happens. And yeah, and I mean, rebelling is simply, you could simply just, you don't have to make a giant scene or be an asshole, but just, you know, that quiet, silent strength is pretty valuable. Yeah, man, we should um, bring up more Stoics on this show. Uh, that's that's some good stuff. Uh, always. Quiet strength, man. Speak quietly. Carry a big stick. There's always the, uh, you know, the fizzle. Some people... There, you know, I mean, like we love to think of Kumbaya fucking ya, but there are some lecherous, treacherous, evil people out there, and some of them aren't just like scoundrels. Some of them are meticulous, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, they're valuing their own, you know, their prejudice to their own shit. I mean, we are honestly interested in our own selves. We want to see. I want to see Joey do well. I want to see Brandon do well. I want to see JJ do well. Why? Because I know them. I experience their emotional field in my reality. This makes this makes sense, I think. So, you know, there's it's a hopeful way to frame things with no bullshit because the conversations need to be no bullshit. We need to, like, as a... I'm just suggesting that in your own life, you look out for the people who are trying to be over-comforting or over-convenient. Because uh, that's brought up on MoFax, too. Excuse me, Brandon. I'll let you take the mic in a hot second. It's just that uh, on... Mofax, they talk about how, you know, it's like it's like you get that government money, but it's a punch in the mouth every time. Uh, that's basically, you know, we, we should be living with autonomy, but, like, it's set up so that people just get lazy. I don't know what else to say about that. It's just, like, something I felt was relevant because, like, it's a lot of us. So, anyways, uh, Brandon, would you care to add some more about just uh, what the reading was or anything that Joey said about the reading? The mic is yours. Yes. Uh, two things, just to speak on what you literally just said, I think it boils down to um, they incentivize or they or we incentivize bad behavior. 
So I don't know which episode on MoFax they had about um, long story short was no man in the house. And long story short, no man in the house was incentivized bad behavior because it was, I guess, better to not have a man in the house to get the government money. And that's the punch in the stomach is to the family. But back to the reading, um, the thing that stuck out to me was the uh, no mother is prejudiced towards her own child essentially because it's her own creation and we all are one. And I think it's what you were saying about, you know, caring about the people who you've actually experienced there, you know, in, in the, in the field or whatever. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I, it's hard. Why can't people, or why is it so hard for people to see that on like a grand scale, meaning like we're all one big family. And I know it sounds so like cliche and so dumb, but the truth is like, there's so much like hurt and stuff in this world that is literally un, in my opinion, unnecessary. Cause I don't, I don't believe we live in the world that's lacking of resources or lacking of i believe it's all here we just need to get it together yeah and we could you know like when you said are we living in hell it's like and i said yeah we could be i think it's we're living in hell because we created hell we could be living in heaven yeah exactly so you're talking to a venetian yeah venetian venusian ruled motherfucker here like no if anyone wants love to be if you if anyone amongst us wants peace and love like and not in the corny sense, but in like the, yeah, this is good. Like the, yes, this is good. You know, shit happens. Sometimes people fuck up and we deal with it justly, but yes, this is mostly good. If anyone wants the Vene, I want the Venusian lifestyle. So no, 1,111% with you on that. Uh, it's just like, also we got to realize that it ain't here for a reason too at the same. And um, we have to, and I really want to see it happen. So like we have to do that real, what's different. You know, the definition of insanity, what I hope this show can bring in. It's supposed to be, yay, today, but it's like, I hope it brings real change. Like, now all all of a sudden, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. That's not how it's supposed to happen. It's not how evolution works. It's not like seed ground, kaboom tree. It's not how this shit works. You know, it's like little by little, but like, if you have the right, uh, winds in the right direction with the right rudder, the rudder, the little rudder man moves that ship. So it's like, what's going on? Um, JJ's turn. Before I keep, she's like, I love you. We're not neither of us are stuck in this relationship. We love this relationship, but Nate, Nate is my turn. Uh, well, I was just thinking about people taking the look at themselves, and you know, Brandon was talking about, or I think both of you were talking about comfort people constantly wanting you know people are they're greedy they want everything for themselves they want to constantly get that outside comfort and i think if if they were able to just quiet down all of the outside external noises and just sit with the uncomfortable parts of themselves and just really be able to experience that 
whatever it is, the hurt, the pain, whatever trauma they've gone through and transmute it. I think we, I don't know. I think, yes, we definitely need to realize we're all part of this collective, you know, we're, we're kind of cells in a larger organism. Um, but I think we also need to just really work through all of these things that we just won't look at, that we constantly want the outside distraction and comforts and the, the, the latest iPhone and this, that, and the other to try to fill the void inside. Yeah, I, um, man, I wonder how far people look into the future with these things and patterns. How much of this unfolding? Oh, Christ, I'm not having one of those, like, what's it all for moments. I'm simply saying, like, there's certain, like, levels that we need to look at these things from, like, micro and macro. And it's not like we can plan everything out, but like there's a certain amount of like prepare yourself to do the best you can and then just like set that fucking shit free and go wild because like that's all you really can do. But that is also to say that like I think that what we should practically do is start thinking about like real community, real planning, like real plots of land, like real, you know, what states are actually still, you know, or because Jesus Christ, man, a year ago you would never have imagined that these people would go with 12 monkeys and fucking, you know, uh, let's bring in the watchmen on this. Cause like we're watching the first three episodes of, uh, yeah, this is the uh, second half of the show. Now <laughs> we, uh, we bring, <laughs> um, man, that was a great meetup. Um, uh, so, you know, speaking of, uh, masks, like we just, uh, JJ and I not only just, uh, finished, uh, watching the actual, uh, film of the watchmen, but uh, we also have been watching the first three episodes of the HBO series, which holy predictive programming. Oh, my Jesus. No spoilers, of course. But like, my goodness, the, the I mean, they're super wearing those masks. And this was like 2019. So like they actually um, this was very much like Grant Morrison. So Joey and I. Uh, for Brandon and for the listeners who aren't familiar, uh, Joey and I are part of the Invisibles Reading Group, and so is uh, JJ. <laughs> JJ, <laughs> and so is BB and Brother Dan and Talum and a whole bunch of great people, um, and TSK and Zigor, who just got eight million views on TikTok. Anyways, yeah, one of our Invisibles did that. So um, we have a bunch of cool people reading Graham Morrison's The Invisibles, which is a hyper sigil, and uh, fucking Watchmen's not far off, and they're going super crazy with this, like, trying to embed the um, the project. And so they actually released three vinyl albums at periodic times throughout the airing of the series, right? So, like, pow, pow, pow. They tied in other powerful multimedia. And, I mean, it gets weird. Like, I mean, like, without going into the details, no, it's not Nine Inch Nails, but we actually are pretty constant contact, close contact with one of the people who ended up on 
one of the musicians on the vinyl album. I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? How is this possible? But, you know, that's uh, Brandon and I actually had some interest in like whatever that shit was that would matching up yesterday. Oh, yeah, I think it was a Nipsey Hussle thing. Yeah, listen to the episode about Nipsey Hussle on his birthday. And then Adam and John are talking. It's just weird, dude. Anyways, so long story short, um, Joey, how do we, uh, how do we, how do we, how do we uh, utilize our own magic when they're obviously making TV shows with multimedia that's so powerful that now we're seeing mofos with masks all over? Like, what's what's the deal? Is there is is it should people go out and watch the HBO series? Is that gonna like? woke them or what's going on like what do you think about this and have you seen the series which any anything you want to say it's just hit 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 the hit the pedal my brother hit the pedal <laughs> i have not seen series but um what can people do i mean all sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts and find out are these your thoughts or, or are they thoughts that someone's given you? And JJ was talking about people looking deep into themselves. And it uh, reminded me of a quote uh, Carl Jung, I think, said it. Something along the lines of the key of your salvation is in the place where you most don't want to look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I've had, I, uh, like I said, I, I watched the first hour or so of the most recent MoFax, and they were talking about Kanye. And he, they played a quick clip. Uh, Kanye said something that kind of touches on a little bit of this. He said, everybody acts like they're so woke, but they're just following the rules of what woke is supposed to be. And I have, honestly, I thought, like, I had no real connection to, I mean, I just I have so much respect for the artist and like whatever spirit animates that man. Like I mean, he's in a unique position, and no one I don't think I'm in a position to judge him. <laughs> I don't think I'm in a position to judge him. So I just like I'm impressed is all I have to say. And um, yeah, dude, that's I mean that's a pretty, I mean like fuck, but man, whatever woke is, I don't want to beat if that's what that is, right? But like, yeah, what a woke thing for him to say. That's great. Uh, Brandon, what do you got, man? What do you think about all this? Anything you want at this point? Go. So I'm just going to touch on Kanye real quick, and then I'm going to go to the Watchmen. I absolutely love Kanye West. I don't even know, like, I don't know why. Well, I guess I do know why, because at least I feel like, to me, love him or hate him, he's always genuine. I think that's the thing that comes through with Kanye to me. It's like, he always, like, even if, you know, he's got the fame and yada, 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 and he tries to control himself, but Kanye is going to be Kanye. So I feel like that's why I love Kanye. And I think a lot of people look at Kanye like he's crazy. Um, and I feel like a lot of people look at people who don't tow the mainstream narrative as crazy. But again, it's one of those things, if you just calm down and actually listen to what, you know, someone's saying, you'd be surprised if that making sense. But um, The Watchmen, man, I freaking absolutely loved that series. Yeah, yeah. I loved the movie. 
I've, I I own the movie on Blu-ray. I've watched it so many times. Um, the HBO series, I love how there's little, you know, there's callbacks to the uh, movie because it takes place after the series or whatever. And I'm kind of sad that there won't be a second season or whatever. But, yeah, it's uh, – I don't want to – because you guys are not that far into it, so I don't want to spoil it. But I will just say I absolutely loved it. And, yes, when I watched it, the COVID-19, you know, thing hadn't happened. Yeah, but let's hear this. It was one of those things where I was just like, this is – it's literally – it was predictive programming. Like, I've, I've known about – you know, we've all known about predictive programming. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I had already watched the series and then this came and then I'm like – and the crazy thing is they had been talking about um, the Watchmen – they mentioned the Watchmen multiple times on MoFax. As um, I don't know if they mentioned it in the episodes that you've listened to, uh, but yet. they were mentioned. Oh, they did. Okay, so they were mentioning mentioning. Well, I, it. I said not yet, but actually now that I think about it, I'm like maybe they did. I don't have an oh, answer. Okay, okay. Excuse me. Let's just carry. Yeah, let's oh, keep going. So they 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 mentioned it, and the reason why I say they mentioned it is because, um, it's not people would write in. Yes, and say, yes. have you watched it? You need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I was thinking my whole time. Like, damn, they need to watch it, right? So, And they were mentioning it for other reasons that had to do with, you know, particularly, you know, because, uh, you know, MoFax has to do with black people. So that. And then, Wait a minute. Then, Wait a no it what? Yeah, no, no, no. But no, but I mean, they were, they were, they were writing in for, you know, those reasons, not even knowing at the time that this shit was going to wow. be rolled out. You know what I mean? That's so then it's like, oh, the show's even more relevant now. No. But yeah, I absolutely loved it. That's so, something. That's And something. I, I kind of have a crush on Regina King, which is the main actress. I've had a crush on her for a long time. So that, that also helps. But no, the show was freaking awesome. I bet, it, I bet it doesn't help at all for you, for your crush on her, that, that nice spray paint right across the eyes. I'm sure that doesn't do anything to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, I'm just saying, man. Oh, it's so she's, funny. She is a very comely <laughs> la- lady. She's a, a very pretty woman. And my girlfriend is right next to me, and I am not dead yet. So we're moving forward while I am still ahead and have it attached to my shoulders. So I would like to say, yeah, no, man. I'm fucking. That's uh, you know, I don't know. I gotta withhold my opinion till afterwards. I suppose I just uh, feeling a little bit of nerd rage. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and it's like different. You know, I, I'm John accused me on no agenda of being a writer. So like, I'm looking at it from that too. I'm like getting angry at silly. I'm like, uh, how many times this is not writing? What do I? I don't know. I just. I don't know. <laughs> So, so God bless everyone involved. So that, you know, I'm glad they got to be puppets for HBO and the New World Order. It's like here, have a series. Yeah, you can use Watchmen. We, no, fuck it. We're we're pushing an agenda. Just fucking take the series. We don't care what you do. No, we don't care. Just we're push. No, as long as you have masks on the faces. No, no, we don't care. Just do the right. No, fuck it. We don't care. It's basically. I, I'm sorry. Am I am I being too cynical now? It's like I feel like I'm cutting too truthfully. Uh, anyways. So the idea is just like, I really feel like it's a shame that uh, 
people will associate like it's because like, it's anti-heroes no less these people dude and it's so fucking weird what they're doing with rorschach I, I i maybe haven't seen enough i just really don't like how they've turned him into this cult figure thing it's like oh it's like joker it's an idea i don't know that's where i'm, I'm sorry that's it's, it's, I, I just really don't like what they've done with it so far is all i'm saying that's supposed to be a prequel or after the series it's after it's like, in Rorschach's- a different yeah because rorschach's dead spoilers but oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah they he's totally dead him. They talk about them, but it's it's def it's after because right. I, I can't tell you, but it's it's yeah, after the movie because they are right. back yeah, too. Yeah, it is after because they do like uh, on the all what the American hero they do like cartoons of like the different um, Watchmen in the very first episode, showing you that they already exist or have existed. Yes, because it was the seventies when the movie happened, and now yeah, it's, it's a current time. Or Nineteen twenty nineteen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, now it all makes sense. Uh, all right, yeah, it's like JJ's looking at me. She's like, uh, she's not gonna care so much, but if I hear spoilers, I I, I get a little crazy. It's <laughs> condition I have. Um, I'm incredibly good looking, so it offsets it. Okay, now now she's hitting me. Okay, JJ's turn to talk. Well, I think uh, the timing. I, I think Brandon's right. It's definitely uh, predicted programming, and it's just funny to me. I mean, I know you haven't seen The Handmaid's Tale, and maybe I don't know who has or who hasn't, but there's the similar, there's the same type of mask being used in that too. And I think there's no accident that that was released just you know a few years prior and escalated in the series with the control mechanisms. Um, and I think having watched a few of the episodes of the show and the movie with the vast difference. Um, you know, it's interesting as well with the police being masked yeah. um, and what we have going on now with the defunding of the police. And it's just, uh, I don't see how it could possibly be just any sort of coincidence with that going on. That's all. Oh, no, without a doubt. I think it's definitely predictive programming and conditioning people to get used to seeing the mask and all that. If I could just say, like, it's, it's, I come from, and like, it's all, you know, it's all illusion anyways, but like for sure, anyways, <laughs> but anyways, um, I think that like as a descendant, right of the American Revolution and my great great uncle whatever was because family does matter and lineage we have like this like let me just say that something in me harkens to the fact that like my blood ancestor for better or worse God bless his country died as the redcoats came over into his actual front yard and shot him mortally wounded him and he died in his wife's arms on the threshold of their home, the Harrington House in Lexington, Massachusetts. It's my great whatever uncle. And I say great whatever because I really do not know what amount of greats it is, but I could like sign up for the American Revolution Club or I could get to the real fucking point, which is that there's something in me that just we you don't have to go crazy, but there's a certain way that there's a certain threshold that you need to live at. And I hope that eminently I can practically achieve the mission of actual praxis freedom in this world because we speak from a balanced perspective and a point of real real talk just something that's too real to deny and 
there's plenty of deceivers out there. The world's in a fucked up place because we let so many people deceive. And the people who are speaking truth can either get, you know, if I ever get bought off, I want you to shoot me. I really do. Just come to my house and just, dude, remember what you said? I'm like, yeah, I did, didn't I? Just fuck me up. Because the point is, I don't want you to have to fuck me up, so I'm going to have to stay all good and shit. You too, JJ? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so no shit, Sherlock. The family history, um, the oral tradition needs to be maintained. I yeah. think there's, a, you know, we know a certain age group, the elderly is being targeted right now too as well. They're doing all they can to change the facts of our known history you know who knows what's real and what isn't but we at least yeah we have um these older generations with us to be able to pass down their experiences not just what was in the news and the media but what they actually experienced in their lives the you know they went through many of them fought in in wars and battles they yep. suffered major hardships poverty uh we have people that lived through the great depression and uh you know a lot of these people you know some of them didn't even have television that <laughs> you know they're just looking at newspapers so we we need their perspective from all of the decades that came before I think that's it's very important to pass down traditions and stories and wisdom experiences. So anyway. Well, it's super important. Like I'm super glad that you said that because that's something like they talk about how you can put um I mean, what is everything? Everything is an electromagnetic waveform and they talk about how you can actually put like all the movies from Universal Studios or Warner Brothers or something onto like a droplet of water. So, I mean, like, memories are passed down, too. And, I mean, what she's saying is right. And I think, like, that's another thing. Like, if we're going to – one thing, like, I like about MoFax is it's talking about, like, actually healing communities. And I think that, like, you know, Adam and Mo are doing that. Like, no no secret, like, to see things improve. And I think, like, it's almost, like, some ways better that we don't say, like, improve between who? Just things improve. We know what that means. We know what that means. We want it to just be better. And that's a choice we can make because we're the ones who are living it. It's us who express it through. You know, and I want to say too that the universe doesn't exist for us. I love this. This is a this is from a book, yo man. Gotta show uh and who who brought up the thing about the quadrivium group or something like that? Well fuck it. That was it was on today's uh, yeah it was on uh, an agenda today yo so i got a book uh joey and uh brandon called the quadrivium just so you know right on my lap here and i'm gonna read you this quote from the quadrivium book well first i'm gonna give you a pop quote the two gives birth to the wow i already fucked it up <laughs> we're reality's fucked we're all dead fuck i screwed it up we're all dead dead oh fuck all right good good podcast it's a tasty podcast the tap the Tao gives birth to the one, the one gives birth to the two, the two gives birth to the three, the three gives birth to the ten thousand things. That's Lao Tzu, 605-2531 BC. But that's not the quote that I opened this up to read to you. 
which I will now read to you. You get a bonus quote again. And thou shalt know that law established the inner nature of all things alike. Yeah, sit with that. That's uh, the Pythagorean's golden verses. And thou shalt know that law established the inner nature of all things alike. But here's a quote that we came here for. All right, everyone sit down. It's going to hit you. It's from Iamblichus. Not for your sake was the world generated, but you were born for its sake. So Iamblichus is quoted as also saying cosmos for world, or I would even dare say universe are the same thing. The plane, add a T for where you're crucified because you're pinned to matter, uh, and you get a planet. You get a planet. Uh, the in so the infinite plane, uh, but uh, not for your sake was the world generated, but you were born for its sake. And uh, I want to hear your reactions, gentlemen and dear lady, to that uh, before we start to wrap it up. It's coming up, but not too quick. But uh, Joey, what do you think about that? And Brandon and JJ. I mean, that's a wonderful quote, and uh, I think that it um, highlights more the power that you have as a person in the world i mean you, you can do things to make it better or worse and saying i mean it just puts it more of on a more grounded perspective because that's how we interact in the world i, mean, I guess i don't really know what i'm saying but you're doing great man <laughs> good good I'm glad. so yeah the world isn't made to make you happy you have to use your power to make it happen yeah man we are the dreamers this is the dream well Brandon what do you think well, I kind of agree because the way it's one of those things where it's like uh, you, like human beings, have obviously influence over the world. And I think that's the reason why the world is in the state that it is in is because the air quotes, they know the power of consciousness, the power of the mind, and the ability of people to actually make change. That's why they do what they do to make you seem so insignificant. You know, something that you said, cool, I'm gonna butcher I'm gonna butcher it because I don't would you say it was like your your soul is pinned at the cross, meaning like the plane of existence and Yes sir. Yeah, whatever I was like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's like so cool. I don't know what it was about that, but it just kind of stuck with me. But yeah, it was uh, deep and probably a little bit too much for my brain, but the little bit that I soaked you got, up, you got it, you got it, dude. Sweet, you got it, man. Just like you're not. Yeah, you know what? I'm insignificant as anyone else's. I could be fucking eradicated. And yet the other flip to flip that, not even flip, but just another another spectrum of it is that like 
I feel like there's, you know, I mean, like, I feel like Joey just a second ago. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Is this, am I doing this? Okay. It's like, yo, let's use love making this. Cause I'm a business. It's like, am I doing this? Is this real? It's, oh, it's like the first time, especially this is real. It's like, it's like, man, just live your life. You know? I mean, like it's a whole other part about this thing too, is that I want people to have the ability to live a life. So like, you know, you compare it to like before we had the internet and Jesus Christ, what the hell is this invasive computer computer thing? Like it's a virus out of itself or something, but you know, it's also just, I want people to have the utmost quality and um, you know, I mean, just something about me wants people to have a nice, you know, I, I fucking, I know I can choose the light and the dark, you know, and I, I like to choose the light. I like radical freedom. I like fun. I like, weird shit too i like psychedelic shit man take some fucking mushrooms and in a safe a regular adult setting with people who are responsible or amongst people who are of good vibrations and explore what you have to clean up in your relationship i'm just giving an advice that i think sounds right that you clean up your relationship to your subconscious so that you know if you're some people really cope with alcohol that's a whole other issue like i fucking shouldn't be drinking <laughs> i'll be honest with you but uh, anyways, like, you know, people cope with things that will destroy their ability to manifest or to have a clarity that allows them to at least know if it's their thoughts or not. Jung also said, Jung also said the concept that we have ideas is inadequate. Sometimes thoughts have us. Sometimes there are thought forms. These are known as well, there's different levels of them. When thought forms take on an actual group identity, they're called egregores or egregores. And these are other things that we do need to keep in mind when we're talking about the relative nature of our experience in this realm. It's an incomplete understanding to just and not shade on anyone, but you can't just talk about movies or the news or fucking music. There's something real that's happening here, too, that's only going to be efficacious if we take that spiritual angle, too. There's something there. Oh, shit, JJ, did we get to you yet? I did that thing again. Brandon, remember at the second meetup, it's not just you. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that, yeah, we can all, we're all sort of drops in the bucket, but we're also very powerful as well and we do have value we do have worth and what we do in this world does make an impact and affect the others around us so we should try to keep that in mind um i think that's all i had to say on that <laughs> i'm losing my train of thought but that's uh just we we can all make an impact we do every day on on everyone in our lives and that branches out beyond the people that we know it has that ripple effect in the world so um yeah i think that's where i'm at <laughs> here well i mean like if we didn't you know i mean why exist at all right so it's like there must be something going on there and act as if you know act as if you matter i love the um the american uh transcendentalists such as like obviously thoreau and emerson 
know, Emerson talks about like more of the the kind of like you know when I grew up, people say I was more like they say, oh you'd be great in the sixties or oh you live you're you're so much more you know uh, you, you're so much more European or something like that. Like they would say something like that, and it's like. I just like there's a there's a way to understand the reality. They say like German language knows how to really describe things, and there's like this like life jouissance or something like that. Like there's a, a way of being in life, you know. And there's I think that's like the quality. That's something that's like ultimately you know like the purpose of being here too to be in a good temper. Like Tool has the the last song named after Shakespeare's uh, magnum opus, The Tempest. Like this is rabbit holes within rabbit holes like seriously <laughs> without going into all of them he's basically talking about someone like tools using metaphors but also pretty directly it's like the idea of someone who's like all right we know you're gonna repeat the same behavior pattern again but are they talking to a person are they talking to a general state of the cosmos itself because now we're with pluto and saturn conjunct in capricorn we know you're gonna happen again social revolution so i mean like you know it's a complete the pluto return this isn't a i hope we got the no agenda let's stick with us for this idea of this idea that this thing called pluto uh astrologically the energy that it means is like the end <laughs> it means like all right where pluto was when you began your project is gonna take a while to go all the way around that big wheel all right just like the hour takes a while when you're in like boring ass class in school <laughs> that took a while but hey here comes here comes pluto back to where it returns to his spot it's called pluto return that's where america's chart is right now that's why we're seeing this upheaval the empire doesn't end it just puts on a new mask so we got rome london washington dc I'm saying, like, maybe it's time to make it fucking Geneva, fucking Monaco, and fucking I was Zimbabwe or some shit. I don't know where the polar lines cross over for the ley lines and shit. But I don't know. I feel like we're getting into a, into a little less of the jouissance of life and a little more into, like, um, you know, fucking cattle mutilations and crop circles now. So I guess, like, um, before I read another quote and before we start to get to the wrapping up, uh, Joey, what's on your mind right now? Just what do you got? And yes, I'll be passing it over to Brandon and JJ afterwards. So, spoiler alert. Uh, I had something I was going to say. What did you just say, Nate? The jouissance of life? Oh, uh, no, the moving of places of power and then Rome, London. It's in public. DC. <laughs> yeah. I think the next place isn't a place. You know, it's the uh, data realm, you know, that nowhere place on the internet. That's just what I was thinking when you said that. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. It's a good turn of. I like that. That's good. It's, uh, it's like the, the atomic bomb went off, but instead of exploding reality, it just was the internet. For sure. I don't know what I just said. Let's pretend it was something. <laughs> Brandon, what's on your mind, dude? Joey, are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. All right, sir. Jo uh, and Sir, how about you, sir? <laughs> oh, I guess the question is, what would... Well, I got two questions. Um, you're talking about Pluto. I don't understand. I don't know my astrology that well so what do you mean by pluto moving into you're saying something about pluto 
So when you're born, when you're born, I was born in uh, May twenty, May twelfth, eighty six. No, that's right. No, so so when you're born, like um, for you, May twelfth. Let me just get real direct with you right now, since we're doing this. Like, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to break the flow of anything. So I'll just use like another thing until we get to this. But like, wherever the like, for example, all the planets are going to be in a snapshot, right? We freeze the sky where you're born when you're born, and that's your, you know, that's going to be every planet's not suddenly is musical chairs, right? Stop dropping. All right, you're here, you're here, you're here, right? So that's going to be Brandon, snip, you know, right there when you're born. You know what I'm saying? So when Saturn's at a certain point in the sky there, it's going to have to take a certain amount of time, but it's eventually going to get back to where it was again. It's not going to float off to somewhere. It's going to go back in the circle. So it comes back around. So wherever you have Saturn when you're born, and to use our buddy Patrick. I love you, Patrick. I hope this is okay. So everybody, fellow invisible Patrick, uh, he's born very close to you, Brandon. You'll you'll dig Patrick. You guys get along. Um, Patrick's born February of '85, so that's kind of close. It's three months before you. So, um, for example, if we're talking about uh, let's say Pluto, no fuck, dude, we'll talk about Saturn. We all got Saturn on the same dude. You and me and Patrick, the three of us, Brandon, uh, we all have Saturn in Scorpio. All right. So Saturn and Scorpio, that's a whole different set of challenges than someone else might have in Saturn and, you know, I'd say Aquarius or otherwise. But so Saturn, like all of the planets, and just make this quick lesson for people who are listening, might not, you know, it moves like mostly forwards, meaning from Scorpio to Sag to Capricorn, yada, yada, right? They're all the signs. Sometimes it goes backwards a little bit. That's It's not really going backwards in the signs it looks like it, but it's just for, for, for the graph, it goes backwards. It's called retrograde and all sorts of like, it's like picking up the lost pieces, you know, double check, double check, make sure it gets done, grind it up the right way for the reality. So you have Saturn at a, well, this is Patrick's chart, excuse me. But yeah, you, oh, yo, no, he's three months after. You might actually, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. One, two, three, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should know better. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still have. Oh, you in retrograde though? Huh. Okay. Well, anyways, enough discursion. Nothing, nothing to interest the listener more than a, a ambling on about people's. So, long story short, when a planet returns to the place where it was, I might just cut that out. Uh, it activates its energies all over again because now Saturn's in the same place where it was when you were born. So you represent that energetic snapshot. So it's going to interact with you differently than say some other born with it in, I don't know, a different, like 10 years earlier at a different sign. You see what I'm saying? You guys are going to react differently. Cause like, you know, what's like happens when you drop like a fuzzy, uh, little Alka-Seltzer inside one of those volcanoes, right? The different, you know, it's made of a different uh, chemical makeup. So it's going to have a different response and reaction, but the walls of the volcano, they're, you know, they're still present, but they're different, right? So it's like different chemical makeup. So like some people are going to have a, a wall of the volcano reaction that day because they have a different chemical constitution reacting to that particular time period that's happening in the heavens. You know, they are different, a different molecule but that changes, you know, because the world's not, you know, one thing or the other, the wheel turns for everyone, you know, it rains on the rich and the poor alike or whatever. So that's enough of a spiel for now, but Brandon, I hope that makes sense. And I hope that's a good introduction to people like 
for astrology in the first place. It's just like a clock that has energies. And when it's that time, those energies often manifest. And it's often, uh, you know, you do, the more you pay attention, the more you see it. But that's because the reality itself was made of things that are paying attention. You know, one more clue is the eye. But anyway, so um, whose turn is it to say whatever? Brandon, did you have a second thing you want to say? You want to set me off on another rant? You want to set me off on another rant? I forgot. It was something that had to do with, with oh, Joey said something about, I feel like the next um, era is the, I guess, the information era. So what would that mean? Like, meaning like there's no physical world left? Is that like transhuman? I don't, what, what do you mean by that? That's what I don't understand that. Go ahead, Joey. Hit that. Oh, I mean, that's not really what I was getting at, but I, that is kind of does play a part but yes um yeah there's no place you can point to anymore it's all up in the air in the data stream but yes i do think uh virtual reality and all that is a dangerous realm that they probably will play with more in the future and you know you got your own computer and it's in your head you know <laughs> Yeah, so true. That's what we talk about the war on dreaming. Don't forget, that's still a thing. It's a reference to Gordon White's chaos protocols, where he talks about how, oh, that's why I mentioned the subconscious and you know cleaning up your relationship using psychedelics and whatnot responsibly as an adult of your own free will. It's very important to have a, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking have the answers, but like I do know that if. Uh, people were to control their reality with their dreams. It's like a similar reason why get this, why priests try to control your daily activity, right? Classically try to make it like people are afraid to interface with the divine. You know what I'm saying? It's a similar idea. Your dreams are extremely powerful part of your um, personal power and cleaning up your ability to interact with them. It's very important. But yeah, let's pass it over to the better half. If uh, you guys are all set. All right, I'll take I'll take that as a yes. Well, I was thinking about what you said um, with Pluto, and you know, I'm not gonna focus on all the astrology stuff, but you said it's you know the end or the death or the, the doom and gloom kind of thing, and I think uh, maybe people can look at all of this as maybe it isn't the end maybe it's the beginning of something maybe it's uh we're about to be birthed out through the other side of something um and maybe that's that's the new place like you know maybe it is unfortunately something to do with virtual reality or ai or some other thing in in a matrix but maybe if we focus on you know if we could steer away from all that and still live in a natural world maybe all of this is us transcending to something that's a beginning Instead of everybody's got such a fear of death, they they feel like it's it's the final stop. But maybe death is birth into something new, and we can at least entertain that idea. 
Well, we are immortal. That's without a doubt. We are eternal uh, is a better way to put that. Um, the priest class utilizing fear of death has long been a trick. And it's easy for me to say this in this cool moment. And I guess with some more cannabis, it would probably be even easier. But the idea is that, you know, it's like, you know, it's easy to say that. But like once you got like a car battery hooked up to your balls, I don't know. Let's not do that. It's a bad game. Let's play Uno instead. So anyways, um, also Lodge 49, random shout out to a TV show. That's really great. It's a fun show. Let me uh, read something quickly, just uh, since we have, uh, let's do this. Do we want to do that one? Not the vegetarian ones. Kindness is a necessary, wait, let's do the, <laughs> that's the future. I can't read the future one. Uh, kindness is nice. All right. People have become too accustomed to the use of force. Life without violence seems impossible for them to imagine. Two ways exist to guide human activity. One is to force a person to act against his wishes. The other is to guide a person's wishes, to persuade him with reasoning. One is the way of violence. It is used by ignorant people, and it leads to complete disappointment. The other is supported by experience and is always successful. That's Abraham Combe. I'm going to pause just quickly and say, man, when I was talking about earlier, like just like ancestor wisdom, just wisdom and just like people acting rightly, you know, no matter what the tradition, no matter what the, if you be you Chinese or Irish or pagan or whatever, like whatever, if you've got a solid social system that's working, it's like, sounds like the Pythagoreans, they had an equal society. It's all, all right, let me focus without faith in God. That's a capital G. I'm, assu I'm assuming that's like whatever the God of your heart is, you know, whatever your grand architect of the universe is. Without faith in God, you can force people to act, but you cannot convince them. You could become a tyrant, but not a teacher. Giuseppe Mazzini. And to finish Tolstoy, Leo Tolstoy writes, People are wise beings. They possess the ability to live according to the dictates of their intellect. And sooner or later, they will evolve from a state of violence to a state of complete harmony and understanding. And every act of violence makes this time more distant from today. I just, I really, uh, I find all that a value <laughs> in people who uh, attempt to live with harmony. I'll say that again, Venus. But uh, Joey, your thoughts? Uh, we're just going to pass it around again. And this, I'm going to just give the mic to JJ. I mean, everything's fine here. I'm not being held hostage. She wasn't making a comment earlier. No, I'm just playing. Joey, it's your turn. Help, please send help. Okay, Joey, your turn. Help. Yeah, sorry. My mind uh, was wandering a little bit. So, what were we commenting on? I read that thing about the book stuff. Let me get that back here. Um, so it's like talking about without faith in God, you can force people to act, but you cannot convince them. You can become a tyrant, but not a teacher. And it says, uh, it's because people are wise beings. They possess the ability to live according to the dictates of their intellect. And sooner or later, they will evolve from a state of violence to a state of complete harmony and understanding. Hence why I mentioned the harmony of the spheres. 
and every act of violence makes this time more distant from today. Uh, yeah, this just reminds me of kind of the whole theme of, you know, being grounded in yourself and the reality around you. You know, you don't have to save everyone. You don't have to change their opinion. All you have to do is look at yourself. That's true, man. That's why it's... Uh, you can't change anyone by yourself, too. I think that's uh, I think that's just what I uh, may I pass it on to Brendan. Yeah, I do that. Thank you, sir. Other sir. So, what I kind of got, or at least what it made triggered and made me think about, was almost like uh, you know, human beings being part of nature. It's almost like nature will always find its way back to I don't know equilibrium or whatever yeah so no matter how chaotic things get even though you know maybe this is the great reset or whatever things tend to go back to their natural order so that's kind of how I got what I got out of it at least what I thought of it yeah I'll just say like man (laughs) freaking you ever seen the CERN tarot cards? They talk about the natural order and like anarchic, anarcho primitivism. Like, um, I just, I, I thought that I should throw that out there. I mean, being accustomed to the use of force, like, I think someone mentioned like the police officers and like, just like, I don't know, I'll let JJ talk, but like, um, yeah, no, it's like, it struck a chord what you said there. There's some stuff to definitely, um, uh, unpack. You know, definitely uh, look at it the right way. But yeah, JJ. Um, I think, you know, everything is cyclical. And yes. I think this planet will be, the planet itself will be fine outside of any, you know, <laughs> whatever this planet is. Um, and, you know, barring any asteroids or whatever type thing i think it's going to go on with or without us and it well i mean we look even now there's there's places where uh businesses have been shut down and or or where they close where they close down the neighborhood blocks for people to get their exercise and walk in social distance. And these places are already becoming overgrown with trees and plants. The nature is taking its place back. So I think while we're here, I don't know, if we can be in harmony with ourselves and in harmony with, with nature and planet, then we have a shot at maybe breaking the cycle, but, you know, it's it's all cyclical, like I said. So I think that's what I have to say here. Yeah, like the harmony, though. I think that's something that can be understood in any moment. Like Twin Peaks definitely does a great job talking about the tragedy of like the repeated mistake, especially with Dale and like the record skipping. But um, you know, but uh, I think that one of the reasons I play acoustic guitar is because I can feel the harmony coming from it. I can feel connected to something that's actually natural and organic, like a real inspiring force. If that makes sense. 
like today was like a really magical thing playing earlier this morning. I think JJ was uh, there for that. <laughs> it was just really something. And like, I was like, wow, I'm not even, I'm like, I'm, I, I, y'all, y'all, y'all will see. It's really pretty though. Y'all will hear, I should say. But um, it's really about the harmonization and the like. People talk about vibes and stuff like that. And there's, you know, things are made up of positive and negative frequency, literally, as part of the dynamic which makes up neutrons, electrons, protons, and neutrinos, of course. So when you think about that, you know, there's an actual science of interacting with the reality. And it just seems like people who praise science right now are just the worst motherfucking scientists I've ever seen in my life. All I'm saying is that, like, the real science includes all the factors, including the invisible realm, including the ultraviolet all the way up to the gamma ray spectrum and such. People know that. Very successful people know that. People, you know, it's like, what did um, Charlemagne the Guard say the other day? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in Boston. Right? I'm supposed to say, the God. I'm supposed to see, they already say the gods. Um, what did he say the other day? Uh, what was it about? He says he would be part of the Illuminati, right? There was that thing, or I don't know, he said the other day, because I was listening to MoFax, but he played that clip on MoFax back in like episode two or something, and Charlemagne's talking about, oh, I would be part of the Illuminati or something like that, right? He's like, why wouldn't I want to know about this, that, the other thing? But it's also like, there's a certain way of looking at the knowledge itself and like the hoarding of the knowledge. It's like a creating like um, too much blood in one area and eventually like the the human body it will explode or something like that it just ceases to function but um i want to say i i did discover a cute little joke you guys want to hear this one you want to hear i figured something out the other day check us out so of course uh it's well known that on uh, mofax number 44 they break it down to a uh, husband and uh obama and uh they talk about how <laughs> You know, obviously he's from, was it, um, please someone, is it Kenya where he's supposed to, like, he's actually from, right? Yeah, it's, uh, he's supposedly, well, yeah, well, he had check a us out. who was Indonesian. Yeah. And- Indonesia, Satoru. So get this, uh, I fucking, because my stoner logic, because it's a green language. So check it out. So Obama was up there fucking telling everyone, yo, he answered the question because he's up there. He says, yes, we can. But what was the question? Was the question Kenya? Oh, that is hilarious. I like that. It feels good. It feels like chomping on a nice chocolate chip cookie. I'm like, yep, that's a tasty. <laughs> that's a t- I understand. I understand now. You roll it around like it's like, mm-hmm. Nah, dude, like my brain's stupid smart about stupid shit. I'm just, I'm a fucking retard who's smart. It's it's weird how it works out. It's um I really just there's these things that just you, you can see them and uh it's just wow it's like i don't know it's just play with the reality just play with it that's what that's what you do but then i'm like so what's the answer oh yeah well it made sense because mofax laid it out for me i just had to have the right knowledge to see the see the joke which was that it's like yo so he actually is straight up from you know when i realized that he was a cia plant zapata you know what i'm saying Bay of Pigs all the way back, I guess. When I realized that he was a bushy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like once I realized that, I was like, oh shit, dude. They fucking propped him up. He's officially a prop. All right. So here's what it was. It was he's officially a prop. All right. Oh shit. So it's all it's all stories. You uh you you write the you see the 33 in the news because it's all stories and they're like wink wink stories. 
you know, certain numbers say certain things. If you, if you put a six in your story, it's going to bring the six energy. All right. So I'm just saying that like, these are all stories and 44 there mirror, mirror 44, you know, do be like Kenya. Yes, we can. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Can you trump Lamont Pixie's final album before the new stuff? Fool the world. Uh, Joey, I'm throw it to you and Brandon and JJ again. What do you guys just anything you want to say off this or anything? We're wrapping it up pretty soon. But what do you think? And also feel free to mention Joan Rivers, anyone, Joey, if you want to. This is about to happen. But uh, well, she got killed for saying the truth and shit. But um, yo, what you what you what you think about this, Joey? Yeah, maybe just move on to Brendan for now. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> and the more you say it, the more it kind of made sense. Whether it, it, that's what it is or not, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Kenya, Yes Weekend, I don't know. It's pretty good. Pretty good one. Well, I, I think it could be... Uh... There's so much of all of this showing the hand, like the in plain sight kind of thing going on that um, it's just one, one of the many things that it's like they're mocking us. They're just throwing the information right in front of our faces. It's, it's being hidden it is. It's hidden in plain sight. It's basically uh, a joke for them, and they're telling us what they're doing to us, but you have to really be paying attention and being honed in on these things to catch what's going on. I think she said stoned in on these things. But... All right. Yeah, Joey, don't worry about it, man. This is some crazy shit, dude. This is, it gets, like, fucking weird, though. And like we're talking true, true. I'm not coming in correctly. I'm just like fucking sick of the. It's the same way. I'll be like, fuck the Rona. Bitches be acting out of fear, not reality. This is an attack against elderly for sure. Attack against the youth. Get them into the new generation of education and sterile living. Apparently, there's some awful British broadcasting company article. You know, magical little click down. The thing will change as you go to scrolling down. It's like telling you how the world's going to be all like fucking minority report i imagine i don't even read the article yet but you know i mean like talk about beta testing you got your uh cameras that are trying to read people's eyes great way to see if your cameras work is to have all the motherfuckers wear masks for a while but you know what i'm saying like man where's the point in living if you're gonna just be a little bitch about reality and let whole bunch of other people bully you into a certain way of thinking. You know, it's the same thing. Wish with what people like Giordano Bruno said, your reality is too small. I'm not going to live like that. It was like people who like Jackson LA who got burned alive, but they say Joan of Arc, same idea. And you know, people care about these people because they're heroes because they die for something in a way they stand for something. At least they try to inspire other people to live freely. You know, I don't remember in the American Revolution story that 
scenes that people are getting like neutered from caring about. But I don't remember. Joey, Brendan, JJ, remind me. Hey, King George, can I please has my freedom, please? I can has keyboard cat. I can has hot dog. I can has freedom. No, I don't need my guns for that. No, I'm going to bend over and let you just fucking rape me and you can have my freedom and I don't need my freedom. America, that's how America was founded. Right, right, right. So it should be pretty obvious from my diabolic sarcasm that motherfuckers these days need to get their heads on straight. They need to be representing, like, understanding, like, people gave birth to them. They're a chain of people. Like, we've all had hard times. We've all had good times. We've all had bad times. Some of us more than others, and some of us, you know, if you value compassion, live with it. You know, someone's someone's trying to, you know, it's like, I've said enough right now. But, like, there was, there was a lot of, uh, there's a lot of important things that I'm trying to achieve with this show, by the way, that nothing ever gets really achieved. It's always just, like, a way of being, but it's perpetuating a certain way. And I think that's what we can at least do is vibrate in that way and cause that, like, you know, it's like you come in like that, that gravity, uh, that kind of like um, orbit, and you just kind of like you up your vibe, you up the game, you improve the people around you, improve the environment around you. That's the ultimate message. Is all you can do. I mean, it's not going to be found as part of a party. It's not going to be found as part of a a thing. That's the like Joey and everyone. You know, it's like really just going in, doing the work. Also, having being the kind of person that can be. You know, if you're going to perpetuate the 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 species, you know, you're gonna make another like soul vessel. Then be there, be be a good mate, be the best. If you woman, woman, be the best mate. Like, what you can be, you know what I mean? It's very important, and you know, also realize that Christmas is also a complete satanic operation. Oh wait, we're not doing that tonight. Sorry, my my handler's telling me we're not going there. Oh, wait, okay. Sorry, I got a little off the off the rails there. Be the best person you can be in that role too. What we're not doing the satanic Christmas, okay. <laughs> my handler's beaming me a message from the voice of God technology that's telling me that we're not doing that tonight. So, all right. Um, my handler got fired for taking me to a Pixies concert. So, anyways, guys, it's been a great show tonight, but if we keep going, we're going to go off the rails even further. So, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, any final thoughts, Joey? Um. Uh just want to talk to the audience if you've listened to this part and the whole thing thank you for putting up with me stumbling over my words no dude you did great uh, <laughs> i just want to say uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed or manipulated just take a break turn your phone off go for a walk or keep it off the whole day it'll everything will be there when you come back so it's super solid advice, Joey. I mean, it's like, it's, it's super. And the thing is, it's like simple, but hard to do, but he's right. Like if you guys can always step away. Thank you. Um, still want to keep going off the rails. You have no idea how far I want to take that tangent. Brandon, you're up. Satanic Christmas. Okay, Brandon, you're up. <laughs> so I just want to say it's been fun. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, um, to what Joey was saying, because I've, me personally, I've been kind of feeling like losing my mind during this whole thing. And sure. yeah, going for a walk, just get outside, get some fresh air, 
go see some family members, see some friends, and uh, hopefully it'll all be over soon. So, yeah, that's all I got. We can also make sure that we're the ones who choose to make it over, too, because I don't think anyone who's serving it up to us with Event 201 is planning on making it over. So that's something that we can choose, too, is just a thought. This is true. Event 201 is also worth mentioning. Oh, JJ's beating me up now. (laughs) Okay, well, I just wanted to say I think that it's good to try to keep learning new things and um, connecting to other people, like we're all saying, instead of we're we're already being isolated. We're being forced into an isolation, and uh, it's easy to get caught up in that. But I think reaching out to other people, talking to other people about these things, learning more about what's really going on. Um, and trying to reinvent ourselves. I mean, there's a lot of people that have lost their employment and are just completely feeling directionless and hopeless right now. And I think if they can find new ways to do things, um, to kind of circumvent what's going on, they might find themselves finding a lot of positive positive outcomes moving down the road. Anyway, it's been great, and uh, thank you. Satanic Christmas is brought to you by... All right. They tell me that I have a face for radio. And I think they're being kind. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a retard who thinks genius things. And uh, it's probably retarded to say that. It's actually, it's really, really rude. But at the same time, it's like also language policing sucks. And there's certainly like a, a way to like realize that a way to prevent communication is to like get people jammed up at words. There's so many different ways that piss ant fuck shits will just try to fuck up the communion. The communion. And I think what we really need to be about is rising above the pity-ass shit. And I really don't know more than the next person. Like, I stress that, like, I really value the gifts that I can bring to the table. And I'm very happy and humble to serve in the position that I can. I'm very mystified at how the fuck all of this happens, to be honest. Like, this is a huge... Like, at the same time, I'm very grateful to, like, I don't know. I feel like like a high priestess can provi- you know provide a space for things to happen. It's like this is a garden, and this period of time that we get to come together this evening is a gift that we have this evening, and this will echo into the world. It will do what it's going to do. It's just keep doing more and doing better, the better we can. But it's not just that, because like there's some real shit going on too. There's a biggest story going on. And I encourage people to do what they can if they hear what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, not only donate to the show if you got value, because I got to watch out for that to be sure. No joke. But more importantly, what I'm saying is follow your path. Get real about it. Dig into it. Practice. It takes resilience. Do it until it hurts. But just do better and better. There's no one out there is doing it. You all, you all, it's up to you, and you are a good person no matter what you look like or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You do that. To be the best person, especially if it comes to the children, to be the best father, be the best mother. No doubt. Don't let the deceivers get you, man. Just uh, you always be free.
right, that's what I got. Thank you so much for listening to Six Cups. This is a podcast. You got value from it. Thank you for donating to the show. It's not donating. It's, it's called being a producer. And uh, thank you, my wonderful guests. And uh, see you guys next time. So that's where I'll end the show. And I'm actually going to hit the recording. So you got to wonder if life is... Is it worth living if you're going to have to be over-manipulated and under the yoke of someone else? I think it's a question of worth. I think it's just a question of we all know that we should be, as far as we can tell, free. And we should be conscious, as far as we can tell. And we should expand our consciousness, as far as we can tell. So, I mean, I don't know. It's never over. Ever, ever. It's never over. You're always going to win. I mean, you know what I mean? But... Just give yourself a break and understand breathing is super important. Being in the moment is very reflective of how well you're living. And it's uh, the outside influences and the attachment to those that lead to the most profound, stupid suffering. Fuck that shit. So just love yourself. You are fucking divine. You are. Mm -hmm. And uh, keep the donations coming into the show, too. I like that. Uh Sometimes there's more, sometimes there's even more and more. So let's keep that going. And I'm going to keep trying to improve the show. Until then, guys, see you later. <laughs> Take it easy. See you on the flip side. One of those. <laughs>